It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody's checking it out. Over with the rockets or whatever, but it could be fast. Almost the direction. They would be fast to get out there. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific to get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what those things are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. Like I said, we are live. We're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM and taking your phone calls tonight. If you want to be part of the show at any point, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the show. You can also click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website, and we have another Discord room running as well. 
It's all free. Uh, go click it. Go do the things. Fringe.fm slash chat. And by the way, download the Fringe FM app. It's the easiest way to listen to Troubled Minds. If uh, you're out on the road, something, you fire up the app. It's 7.06 precisely, 7 p.m. Pacific time, and just smash the play button, and you'll get Troubled Minds and all the amazing stuff that comes before and after it as well. So, uh, so, so yeah, this is, um, this, is, this is the makeup show, I'm calling this, because, well, yesterday, you know, we had a down day, I think, and not feeling so well, but none of that really matters because it's just a part of the human condition. And I think, interestingly, uh, this show is exactly about the human condition and what it means to be human. And not just that uh, in, in more, let's say, uh, let's say technical terms of, you know, uh, we get belly aches and headaches and, you know, we get tired and, you know, we get frustrated and, you know, all of that comes along with all of the triumphs as well that come with humans, uh, being a human, right? Uh, for all the belly ache moments and all the headaches and all the, the feeling of dejectedness, for all of that, well, uh, there's also the other side, which is, of course, uh, elation, uh, the, the moments of, uh, it, you know, put, when you put in a ton of work and something comes to fruition, there's, you know, meeting amazing people, there's, there's so many other things, right, to, to boil down the human condition to just, uh, well, a belly ache or a headache uh, or, you know... Um, Whatever else you want to say, you know, whatever kind of negativity, we can go dark there, but I don't think there's a reason to. You get the point, is that uh, the human condition consists of all things high and low, and part of that is, well, we're, we're stuck in the middle, and we're trying to find our way to balance those things, uh, not just our life. We're trying to find a way to balance uh, our, our, our psyche, our mentality, our spirituality. We're trying to find a way to, you know, turn humanity uh, into more like an organic machine. And I don't mean that by, uh, you know, installing implants or any of the transhumanist stuff. I just mean it in the sense that, you know, we're trying to master the human domain from within, all right, from this, uh, this spark of energy or whatever it happens to be that we're, we're actually uh, a part of, whatever this is you know, the meat suit or whatever people say, right? Whatever this thing is that we are. And so mastering that from the inside, from the inside out, from that spark of energy and that, that you know, whatever, just just becoming something greater than just a meat suit is is what we're up to, right? It's, um, it's one of those things where you end up in a, uh, I don't have to explain it. You guys know, Everybody, everybody's been through things, through, through uh, those high moments and the low moments, but it's, it's trying to balance them. It's trying to not let the, the low moments make you crazy or ruin your high moments, right? Uh, and, I, and I'm not, I'm, when I say high, I'm not talking about drugs. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. Unless, of course, they're legal in your jurisdiction and you do them uh, uh, <laughs> um, responsibly. But uh, there you go. So anyway, uh, with, with all that said, uh, tonight's show is, is, well, it's about all of those things. It's about that human condition, but it's not just about learning how to master ourselves like, you know, we're not born with a, you know, how to be human handbook. It's a lifelong journey of uh, mastering all of those things and, and trying to figure out what we are and where we came from and where we're heading. And again, right, uh, like I always say about this show, this is the question show and not the answer show. And so it's not my job to tell you. I, I don't know where we're heading. Um, I'm, I'm just like everybody else, and I'm trying to figure it out along the way. Uh, but I think some of these questions that we ask on this show are definitely uh, maybe leading uh, me down a particular path. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I hope it's a good path. Uh, I'm pretty certain it is. And I think that's the thing, right? Considering all of the things with not just the humanity and human experience, 
But also considering, uh, like we always talk about the news cycles and how the brainwash is coming you know, fast and heavy, and how we got to deal with all this. We have to, uh, with an ever-changing reality, we have to be able to maybe sink it in, lock it in uh, with who we are and, and stay true to that. And that's what this show's about tonight. And you'll see why. You'll see uh, as we get there. So a couple shout-outs for this show. We were talking a couple nights ago on uh, Discord after, after, uh, after uh, it wasn't a show, actually. I think it was Sunday night. We were there late with uh, Rivers was there, um, James was there of Salcedo Paranormal, Night Stalker was there, uh, Derek in Massachusetts, so uh, Boomer Austin was there of the Short Quick YouTube channel. Uh, lots, lots of folks kind of came in and out, but it inspired a thought and a conversation. So this one goes out to those fine folks that, uh, that just always have an open mind and always are trying to challenge what the media is telling us and what's actually happening. I think that's part of what this is all about, is that uh, um, Regarding that human experience, what is reality, all right? And that's what the show is tonight. And so as we begin this, uh, there's a few things that are on my mind. And number one is this metaverse, okay? The, this metaverse, meaning that, uh, we, you know, uh, come with me on a journey, okay? Take my hand in the digital world. And I'm not talking about getting on a rocket and flying to the moon. Uh, I'm talking about putting on a, an optical headset, and traveling into what's known as the metaverse. And, well, in this metaverse, oddly enough, uh, are all things. Uh, we can fly to the moon in the metaverse, but, of course, it's not actually the moon, right? We can, we can live on a space shuttle or a space station. We can uh, live in a you know, haunted basement and whatever it is that we want, uh, we can achieve through this ocular headset that we put on our heads and it's programmed perfectly and we can get literally what the nectar of the gods through through this digital dopamine right and it's uh it's one of those situations where it's uh to me it's it's kind of rattled me a little bit because you know we've talked about this before we did a whole show on the metaverse but i think the metaverse in particular you know as todd said if todd if you're out there listening and he had some good points that it's it's one of those things where it, it you know, if you're if you're centered enough, it can just be what it is, and you can dip in and out of the metaverse, and it could probably enhance and enrich your life, which I'm okay with. But I think part of the problem with that is the algorithms aren't finely tuned for those people. The al algorithms are finely tuned for the people that are struggling with that human experience, right? With the actual meat suit, with, you know, maybe mental health or depression. They're struggling with, you know, maybe that reconciling the spark within us in the meat suit without. And, you know, that's part of the issue here that I have that rattles me about this thought of this metaverse. And so, well, that's what's on my mind tonight. And it gets deeper, it gets darker, because within this metaverse, of course, like I said, you can, uh, you can go anywhere you want. You can travel to the moon. Of course, you don't actually get there, but in your mind, if it becomes real enough, maybe you're able to accompany Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin on the first moon landing, all right? You know, the wink-wink first moon landing. Uh, or, or uh, you know, you could uh, maybe, you know, sort of Total Recall style, just strap this uh, ocular headset on and go, go straight to, uh, oh, I don't know, Mars, a uh, Total Recall style before we're even there. And so, right, some of this stuff, um, I, I, I'm not sure that the gray matter between our ears is ready for this, all right? I, I, I don't know. I don't know that that's the thing here. And so, as we begin this tonight, so I got a couple questions, all right? And the questions for tonight are, go something like this. 
if the metaverse can provide all the things we need, of course, assuming you remove sustenance and all, the, all that other stuff, right? Like, you, you, let's say you have your shelter in your tiny container home, and you know you you have your, enough uh, uh, crickets and uh, dirty water to uh, sustain yourself. Let's go from there and say that uh, everything else, those dopamine tickles in our brain, uh, learning, uh, meeting people, uh, the whole thing, it can just provide everything we need on a sort of like a matrix-like basis uh, to our brain. If that's the case. What happens to human spirituality? And we'll get into exactly what I mean by that. But so what, what is it actually, what happens to this? And it's, uh, the, the more I look into it and the more I consider where this may lead, it rattles me more. And I'll tell you why. And like I said, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence tonight, but not in the sense of, well, the you know, the AI God, okay? Not really this sentient, all-powerful, Cthulhu-like digital being. Nothing like that. Well, actually, kind of exactly like that. Except not in the sense that it's going to take over. It's almost like within this new metaverse, it doesn't even need to. Because we will just hand over the keys of the human kingdom and do, well, whatever it requires us to do. And I think that's the strange thing. So, okay, so that's the first question tonight. So what happens in the metaverse if you can get everything you need through some sort of ocular headset? You put it on, and suddenly you're wherever you want to be in the entire universe. And that means what? That means everything. That means you could, you know, you could lucid dream with this headset on in the metaverse, right? You could... You could travel the universe. You could visit the astral plane. You could go to hell itself. All right? Not like you'd want to, but you could, right? I mean, theoretically and technically capably, the code initiated could send you to hell. And I mean a digital hell. I mean a replicated hell, like simulated fire, like a simulated lake of fire. And so, okay, so the question here is this then. If that's the case, and you're able to sort of tickle that dopamine need in your brain with all of this, what would you call it? Something not real. With, you can provide whatever you need through digital means. What does it do to the meat suit? What does it do to the spark inside of people? And those are the questions. That's what's on my mind tonight. And I'll make a better case as we go here, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But this uh, kind of makes me, like I said, it rattles me a bit. And that's okay, because I think this is, uh, this is why we need to talk about these things. So here we go. Now, this is, <laughs> their, their Hydra host has it right, simulated agony. And that's a good way to put it. Thank you very much. And so, okay, so the thing is this, right? Now, like I said, this, this conversation spawned from some fine folks that jumped in the Discord the other night. You guys know who you are. Shout out to you. And let's go to this. This, is, this one's actually from Night Stalker. He pointed this out to me. And this is where this begins tonight. Now, this gets a little creepy. Uh, but before we do this, love to hear your thoughts on this. What happens to the human soul and spirituality inside the metaverse? That's to bake it down to one quick, succinct question. Let's go to this. This is from uh, the... The Economist. And one of our favorites, of course, uh, Henry Kissinger, uh, who, by the way, is still alive. 
<laughs> Oddly enough, uh, you know, God bless him for the long life. Uh, let's go to uh, the, yes, yeah, the Economist. Henry Kissinger and Eric Schmidt take on AI. The statesman and Google's former boss issue a salutary warning about the future. All right, here we go. Early last year, researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that's MIT, of course, used a machine learning algorithm to look for new antibiotics. After training the system on molecules with antimicrobial properties, they let it loose on huge databases of compounds and found one that worked. Because it operated in a different way, even bacteria that had it developed a resistance to traditional antibiotics could not evade the new drug. Behind the success was a deeper truth. The algorithm was able to spot aspects of reality that humans had not contemplated, might not be able to detect, and may never comprehend. The implications of this general development for science, business, and warfare, and indeed for what it means to be human, are the subject of these ruminations by Henry Kissinger. Uh, and I love how they describe him here. America's preeminent living statesman. Oh, isn't that cheeky? Uh, and Eric Schmidt, the former boss of Google, and Daniel Huttenlocker, an expert on artificial intelligence at MIT. But the thing that gets me a little bit worse than this is... Is, is this statement. And this is what I'm talking about as we begin tonight. Behind the success of this AI algorithm that found a new antibiotic was this. The algorithm was able to spot aspects of reality that humans had not compl- contemplated, might not be able to detect, and may never comprehend. And so just think of that. Think of what that means. Think of what that means in terms of the human brain trying to figure out our subjective reality. What does that mean? And of course, if we have algorithms and AI, and again, I'm not talking about, you know, the, the ghost in the machine. We're not, we're not, we, we can go there tonight if you want to, but that's not really what this is about. This is about how humans react to a super intelligent thing. And whatever that thing happens to be, whether you want to call that an entity or whether you want to call that a, a, a supercomputer or right, quantum computing, whatever, whatever you want to call that thing, whatever that algorithm happens to be, it's doing things like this already. All right. And I say it. It's, it's a generic term. And I don't mean it in those terms, unless, of course, you want to take it there. But the thing is this, right? In the metaverse itself, I had a thought. If you can go anywhere and do anything in the metaverse, simulated, of course, in that simulated agony. What's up, Hydra Host? Thank you for the fantastic term. Simulated agony. If you can do those things, it got me thinking. What about those moments of, um, how would you say it? Those moments of spiritual grace. All right, those moments uh, that you can't even really, uh, you can comprehend them, but they're difficult to explain. Let's say, you, let's say a moment with God, all right? Just, just for generic terms, again, you guys do your God thing or not your God thing or somewhere in between, 
that's not what this is about. I'm using the, the term God as a generic term, okay? So let's say that you have a moment with God in your life that changes everything, right? And people have, have described these moments, right? These epiphanies of where they're going in their life and they felt listless, sort of just drifting uh, on, a, on a, 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 in a sea as large as the universe and not knowing where they were headed. And then they had an epiphany. They had a moment where maybe God spoke to them, where maybe they uh, kind of locked into something greater than themselves. And if, if even for a moment, it was enough to inspire them and it was enough to change their life and put a rudder on that listless boat floating in the universe. Now, right, and so what I'm talking about, of course, are sort of moments of enlightenment, okay? Sort of moments of, uh, of, of feeling like you have purpose, okay? And, and they could have everything to do with God, right? And again, depending on who you ask, they could have nothing to do with God. It's up to you. All right. And again, this is not church. This is not the church of troubled minds. So don't take it that way. I'm not trying to make anybody believe or disbelieve anything you already do or don't. But it got me thinking in terms of this. All right. If the metaverse can provide us with everything we need to tickle that dopamine need inside of our brain, the tickle, what happens if you attend church in the metaverse? What happens now, as we know, with this COVID-19 lockdown stuff, right, is uh, turned a lot of the world upside down, like it wasn't already upside down. Now it's turned the world inside out. All right. With some of these weird things in Australia and, you know, these contact tracing and all the rest of this. Right. But another peculiar thing that it has done is it's created somewhat of a metaverse all by itself, sort of like this. Right, like we were doing this uh, this show and on video and the whole thing long before uh, this this pandemic, right? This um, <clears throat> pandemic, and well, now they're doing church services through Zoom in many cases. All right, and so what I mean by that is those moments of grace, those moments, those epiphanies where you feel like God touched your shoulder for just a moment, where you feel. Maybe you got this in church. Maybe you got this from nature. Maybe you got this from meditation. Maybe it doesn't matter where you got it from because now you're going to be able to get that feeling possibly on demand in the metaverse. And so I said, come with me on a journey when we began tonight. And if this, consider this, a little Rod Serling for you, consider if you will, Attending church inside the metaverse. Have you ever had an uplifting feeling in church? The community, the choir, the amazing glass and ceilings in some of these amazing churches in Europe, things like this. Well, those places were designed to elicit those sorts of feelings. All right? And I'm not calling this any sort of large conspiracy here. But what I am saying is, now consider that exact feeling in church inside the metaverse. What do you think that'll do to human spirituality? And that's the question I have tonight. And I've got a case to make where I think this is a very, very 
bad thing. And well, uh, like I said, as always, I don't know the answers here. I'm just one dude, and I'm trying to give you my, th- my take on the world and hope that you guys understand. And it seems like most times you do. And I'm honored by that, and I appreciate all your input. And as a result, I'd love to hear your thought on this. What if you went to church inside the metaverse? Would it be possible to elicit the same sort of grace, the same sort of shoulder or God-on-your-shoulder sort of feeling that you get from nature or from church or from camaraderie or from other people or from yourself in deep meditation? And if that's the case, how dangerous could this be long-term for not just humanity but for the spirituality of humans? You tell me. Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Trouble Binds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More Metaverse, Church, and you after the break. Be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And tonight, we're discussing what church might look like in the metaverse. And of course, the implications thereof on human spirituality, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can reach us at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the show. It's as simple as that. And, well, this, is, this becomes a horrifying thing to me, and I'll explain. 
So somebody asked in the other chat, what's up, Dan Theater, I believe, on Rockfin asked in the chat during the break, uh, what, what's, what exactly is the metaverse? Is that the lame Facebook thing? And it is. That's exactly what it is. And what it is, it just means that you put on these, these goggles and basically the world around you becomes some other place. And it could be any other place, of course, you know, given the way you could maybe put people inside of a movie. Imagine when that comes where you can actually like sit inside of a movie, you're kind of standing there on the street and like the movie happens around you. Right. That sort of experience is probably coming inside the metaverse. Right. A replayable sort of sort of a, a situation where they tell a story around you when you're part of it as a bystander or what have you. Or, or you could be taken to the moon in this metaverse or anywhere else in the entire universe, multiverse, anywhere, right? Anywhere. And I brought up the, the lake of fire kind of tongue in cheek because, well, uh, we added a discord, uh, the little voice channel called the lake of fire because it was a joke from the other night. Uh, but point being is that uh, with this, these, th- this headset, you put on this headset that covers your eyes, all right? And you're able to be anywhere and experience anything. And so that's the weirdness here, all right? And it got me thinking, in terms of what an actual techno cult and church in the metaverse might look like. And that's what's on my mind tonight. And so think of it this way. Let me explain. And this is why I'm a little bit alarmed. Okay. Uh, let's go to this real quick. So this, is, this, is, this will help me make my case. There's this thing called, what is this? Hold on one moment. One moment, please. Uh, there's this thing called a God helmet. You guys ever heard of a God helmet? All right. Here we go. Now, the the God Helmet is a popular name given to a laboratory apparatus originally called the Corin Helmet, all right, after Stanley Corin of uh, Laurentian University's Neuroscience Department, who built it according to specifications provided by another doctor, Dr. Persinger. Uh, Anyway, used as a research tool to investigate the brain's role in religious and mystic experiences, the Corin Helmet has been given the name God Helmet. A few journalists gave it this name when they learned that some people had visions of God while participating in Corin helmet experiments. The name has stuck. The Corin helmet applies complex magnetic signals to the head of the person who was wearing it. The fields don't work by inducing current in the brain. They have patterns that bear information and magnetic fields that appear around electrical activity in the brain pick it up. It's a field-to-field interaction and not current induction. The fields pass into the brain unaffected by the scalp or skull because there is no such thing as a magnetic insulator, of course, in our human head. Uh, Nothing can block a magnetic field, they say. Some psychologists not under... Anyway, point being, let's... uh, The God Helmet is this. It's basically a thing that could simulate what I described earlier, that divine moment, that, that instant where you feel the touch of grace on your shoulder. And whether, again, that's through meditation, whether that's through some sort of religious church-type experience, whether it's through uh, whatever it is, wherever this comes from, this helmet can actually simulate the feeling that you're in the presence of God, all right? And again, I'm using the term God generically, so nobody be offended. In the presence of a God, let's say. All right, now, think of this. They can put this helmet on, and so there's been some papers written about this particular helmet, the God helmet, where they describe, uh, they they say that some people are predisposed to this God-type feeling, like you're in the presence of a God, 
All right. And some people are predisposed to this based on these experiments with this God helmet. And other people do not ever say that they experience this moment with the, these electromagnetic things going through their head. All right. So this is the weird part. What does church look like inside the metaverse? And if it does look like what I'm thinking, I'll just describe it. Think of the largest cathedral, most magnificent with the sun shining through, Michelangelo paintings on the ceiling. You got that beautiful stained glass art at just the perfect moments with all the sun flowing through, the choir singing, the communion going on, people lining up for communion in the front. Now take that exact moment and transfer it to the metaverse. So what happens? What can happen? And the question is, anything can happen. Now we talk about, quite often on this show, portals. We talk about Lovecraftian old ones, Cthulhu. Now imagine, in the metaverse, in this magnificent church, people line up for communion, something similar, some sort of ritual, religious thing, all right? Just not, not to make this all Catholic and whatnot, because I'm a terrible Catholic, uh, not one at all, actually. Uh, that's why I don't really know much about it. But now imagine, behind the altar, a portal actually does open. And some huge thing comes out. Well, it seems like something from a horror movie. It seems like something... Now get out of here. That's ridiculous, Mike. And you're right. Except this is possible in the metaverse. And you see, with this simulation of the God helmet and this moment inside this imaginary church... You see how dangerous this can be. And so am I suggesting they're going to have Cthulhu crawl out of a portal in a Catholic church during communion? No. But think of what they could do. We've talked about Project Blue Beam. We've talked about uh, uh, plasma uh, images in the sky, uh, that sort of stuff. But imagine on the level of the multiverse. Imagine that God helmet feeling, that being touched on the shoulder, by the divine and allowing that to be manipulated by the technocratic elite. In this case, in particular, Mark Zuckerberg. So you tell me, what are your thoughts on this? You see what I'm saying here? This is where I'm going with this is that not only can you start to simulate, let's say miracles, you can also have some sort of monstrosity crawl out of a portal and demand to be worshipped. And that's where I'm going with this. And this is where I think this is a dangerous thing once you start crisscrossing these types of technologies. All right? And so, looking to hear your thoughts on this. You see what I'm... I've got tons of stuff here to talk about tonight, including techno cults, not just because the metaverse, but because they've been talking about this for quite some time. We'll get to that in just a second, but we're rather hear from you. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to our good buddy, James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal. What's up, my friend? How are you tonight? 
I'm okay. I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. Well, 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 well. What about church in the metaverse, my friend? You think this is, uh, well, terrifying? <laughs> yeah, because, okay, the other possibility I see in all that and doing that there is even if we were to say somehow people could have genuine connections to, like you said, different beings, whether whatever you want to call it, what you know, whatever name you want to put on it, even if that's possible through that metaverse, let's say, how would you know for sure if it's that, if it's that real event, or if it's fake? I mean, if you're in there, how would you... And, and I do know that sometimes when you're having experiences with things like, you know, the paranormal and all that, you can tell based on the way things feel that it's it's probably real, but when you're when there's that extra layer of of I don't even know input or the extra energy around you, I think it'd just be really hard and make it even harder to tell if it's real or not. And it, and then yeah, that the the worst case scenario I think um, is yeah, basically just the any major corporations, whether it is it is. Uh, Zuckerberg or anyone else. I mean, once that th that, that spreads, I'm sure other major companies will get involved too. Um, you know, the manipulation of people, you know, everywhere, would just could just be. Uh, I mean, it could go all around the world. Yeah, and worse, all around the metaverse, and and so yeah. so that that's exactly the point. So so let's say for instance you have a paranormal experience, right? Some of the some of those things that kind of validate those experiences are, it gets cold, right? Things like this, right? There's like a cold spot people feel, right? Maybe they feel an actual touch on their shoulder, and you know not the touch of a deity or that sort of thing, but maybe the touch of a something, right? So a spirit or whatever, right? Whatever we're talking about, just call it a paranormal experience, right? And I'm not conflating the two, right? The divine is the divine, paranormals, right? Not. So just to make sure, I'm not trying to piss anybody off here by saying these things. But so if that's the case, we have those other human kind of trigger factors that make us realize something bizarre just happened. And one of them is that other sensory input. Maybe we heard something and it got cold simultaneously. Maybe we saw something and we heard something, right? And there's all, all kinds of different ways. Maybe we had that fight or flight mechanism kind of pop up and turn us into uh, just a screaming ninny as we ran out of there, right? Like, who knows? But there are other human senses that validate those things as paranormal. So the question you have, and it's perfect, is, well, how do you differentiate when you're inside the metaverse and they're trying to simulate those very same things? The hell of a question, man. And, well, what do you think? Is this dangerous? Do you think this will meddle with human spirituality from here on out? That's my, that's my fear here, is that we're going to turn into this group of people, this population of people that worship the algorithms. And of course, now, go sorry, ahead. yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. N not only that, I mean, just look at how they're doing things now. You think things are divided now. Imagine what they could do with, uh, within that metaverse. The different factions they could create among people. 
um, and enforce those factions. And, and then, of course, when you're in there, they can control all the data. So, again, that just it seems like, yeah, they could really... Um, that doesn't doesn't seem seem good at all in any way. No, it definitely gives me, like I said, it uh, it shakes me up a little bit, and uh, especially when you know people have a hard enough time just being people, and I don't think anybody out there can argue with me on that. It's it's, it's part of why humans are kind of a crap show, right? For for radio <laughs> friendliness, it's it's. Right. For all the amazing things we do, we also do a bunch of terrible things as a human population because we're trying to figure out how to be human. But now all of that is going to be sort of, well, co-opted by Zuckerberg and his algorithms. And not only that, right? Just imagine that spiritual moment you feel in church in the metaverse. It creeps me out, dude. It creeps me out. It's uh, if this isn't manipulating the very core of your being, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. But uh, so yeah, uh, we got more here to get into. But what are your other thoughts on this, my friend? No, that was mainly it. Just the idea that the that's that's my problem with all this technology. There's a lot of it that yeah, it sounds great until you get to the 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 point where who's controlling it and why and and what's their agenda and all that. That's just. Um, that's the that's the the scary part. So, um, I think that was it. I just wanted to call in and just just point that out. So, but the great great topic as usual, and really interested to hear what other people have to have to say about this. Appreciate it, my friend. Everybody, follow James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal. Links in the description. He does a paranormal podcast five nights a week, and you could find him in the links down below. Thank you, James. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you. All right, let's keep on trucking. What do you think? What about church in the metaverse? And again, if you're co-opting religious experiences and making them digitized, manipulated by algorithms, what does this mean for the future of humanity? Right? We're still trying to figure it out in so many ways. But what about this now? Creeps me out. And I say, you could have a church experience where Cthulhu crawls through the portal right there and demands to be worshipped in a metaverse church. And what if it's a troll? What if it's a gag? What if it's a, oh, by the way, we were just kidding. We thought it would be funny to have Cthulhu crawl into church during communion, right? Well, but what if people don't react that way? What if people react to this AI as some sort of, well, actual God? And that's what I want to know. That's what's on my mind tonight. And we'll get into some more of this technocult stuff because it's it goes deep. This stuff is deep. I was shocked as I kept digging and digging and digging. Yes, there are actual churches out there that are currently worshiping AI. We'll get to that shortly. Looking to hear from you tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to our good friend, Robert, in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Fine. How are you? Doing very well. Go right ahead. What's on your mind? I'm sure you have a something good for us tonight. Well, I think that this metaverse thing is going to be the most da- most dangerous thing ever happened to humanity. You know, we have a meth problem. We have an opioid problem. We have uh, like a hundred thousand killed themselves. In the last year, a lot of them with drugs. The idea 
that you can go into a metaverse and spend time there, and it fills you with whatever warms your soul, you're not going to want to leave it. You're going to want to stay on it 24-7. It's going to cause, very much like a drug addiction, it's going to cause people to ignore their families. It's going to cause them to starve themselves to death, like I put in the comments, uh, trying to, you know, eating uh, virtual reality food instead of real food. It's very, very dangerous. And like Dan said, look at kids now with, with Fortnite. I mean, they don't want to leave the game. Can you imagine, you compound that a hundred times with virtual reality of that kind of, that kind of virtual reality that you're talking about. And then you're going to see the world depopulate because people will die. People will die because of the addiction. They'll, 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 they won't take care of themselves. They won't take care of their families. And there'll be people dying all over the world in, in mass. Uh, and that ultimately might be what Zuckerberg and people like them want. Yeah, pretty terrifying. And so, you know, my, 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 uh, the way I described communion in Cthulhu coming out of a portal was clearly ridiculous. But they wouldn't do something like that, of course. They would kind of do things in subtle ways, right? They would manipulate us in subtle ways, just like Instagram is making young girls murder themselves. Suicides, right? This is what's happening. Mm -hmm. They manipulate these things in subtle ways. And this is the, the frightening part to me is people won't notice. And they'll cover it up because there's big money involved. This will all be a huge cover-up, speaking of conspiracies. But uh, what are your other thoughts here on this metaverse? And let's say church in particular. You think it will warp spirituality forever? You think maybe at some point we won't be able to get it back? I think it has the, uh, the power to do what uh, human pastors uh, can't, you know, lately. Right? Once you once you once you bring somebody into a spiritual high, you know, in a virtual reality church, all right, um, then you control them. All right, uh, just like that, that that's that's the case with religions throughout the throughout the, throughout all time. Is that it's really not so much about spirituality as controlling the masses. All right, look at the Catholic Church, and I'm a Catholic, so I'm allowed to speak about it. All right. Uh, well, uh, you can get a divorce, but give us some money. All right? uh, you committed all these these things that you confessed to. Give us money. All right. Uh, you don't want to. You, you, and also, the name number one thing: control your sexuality. All right. And but and when you control the. Damn it! I'm sorry, Robert. Phone just dropped at the worst time. I'm dialing it back. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. That's uh. That's uh. That's yeah. That's live shows for you. So my apologies. We'll get right back to Robert in just a sec. Um, actually, uh, let's get Robert on. I don't want to cut him off here because we're we're coming up to a break. I don't want to do that. So let's. Uh, I'll get Robert back in just a sec, and we'll we'll hold him over if he's if he's welcome to uh, if he if he's willing to wait. Yeah, that was hor that was horrible. That was horrible timing right there. Uh, okay, so we'll get back to Robert in just one moment. Let's see. Is he there? Is he there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, okay. Welcome back. Sorry about that. Uh, just right when you were getting to the heat of your point, the phone dropped. Uh, call it a conspiracy, I guess. Oh, but uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm saying that I'm. I'm saying a virtual reality. All right, 
it's an open uh, it's an open invitation to virtual um, scam religious scams. All right, look, at, uh, I'm going to go by an old like oops, I don't know if you ever heard of him, Earl Roberts, or people like him. You can man, you can compound that a hundred times under virtual reality. All right, you capture somebody that way. You capture their heart, their spirit. You, you, you make them feel like they transcended something. And you've got them. You can, they can never escape that because that's a feeling that you want to have 24-7. You know, that religious exuberance, that, that, that feeling like you're, you're, you're touching God itself. All right? That, that, it's dangerous. I would rather go to a physical church than, 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 than to uh, risk that kind of thing in, in a virtual reality uh, situation like they're trying to put across here. It's, the whole thing's dangerous. You know, I don't want to sound like my old grandfather said, I don't need no TV. We, everything's, who wants to see TV? Who wants to see people move? You, you know, the radio's good enough, that type of thing. All right. Well, it's not the same. If you can't live in, if you can't live in the real world, you can't navigate it. If you're living in virtual reality, you may be able to navigate real good in virtual reality, but you lose your ability to navigate in the real world. And you see this with a lot of kids now. All right, with the video games, uh, and they're having trouble managing to navigate. In, in this world, they're, you know, they, I, I have a, I have an adopted grandson and I worry about him, all right, because he's so far, he's been so far into this for, for a number of years that he can't wait to get back to the game, even to the point of a smart, intelligent kid, his grades slipping, right? Yeah. That's how addictive it is. Exactly. And we're, and, only- and we're look back on and, and if you take that and you put and you put this kid in a virtual reality universe, he won't want to come back. Amen to that. You want to be there twenty four seven. You want to be there twenty four seven. Yes, sir. All right. I, I think I'm, everybody. Uh, nobody is nobody is impervious to it. Once you start it, it's like taking that first dose of oxycotton. You're done. Agreed. Robert, we got to go. You were the best. I appreciate the call. Everybody, uh, check out Robert's book. He writes some pretty amazing sci-fi. His link is in the description. Robert, thank you so much for the call. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great night, my friend. Bye. All right. There you go. Talking about digital dopamine. Talking about these metaverse churches. What's going on with this? Love to hear your thoughts at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. More after the break. It's 
finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. Alien, 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 alien. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. Random, random, images as they traverse neurons in the brain. So got, all right, so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, and they also feel them planting or receiving memories or ideas or images. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about, but you know what they are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. We are live, as I mentioned, and we're taking your phone calls, 702-957-1037. That's 702 702- 957-1037. You could also join the Discord at troubledminds.org. Troubledminds.org, the official website, has the phone number there, the Discord link, all the social media, the podcast, and everything else. 
one-stop shop for troubled minds. We're also streaming on Rock Band D Live, YouTube, and Twitter, and we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. So, uh, lots of ways to find us. Uh, I'm glad you found us. Welcome. Uh, let's go. Tonight, we're talking about techno cults. And what that means is, it's a new term, really. And I heard this, uh, the, uh, Clyde Lewis actually uses this term. Let's uh, shout out to Clyde Lewis. He probably doesn't know who I am, and that's totally fine. But uh, he's used the term techno cults before. And I think he's used it in terms of like the QAnon movement and things like this. But I think with the introduction of the metaverse, the term techno cult is going to take on a whole new level of gross. And uh, well, uh, just think in terms of um, my description when we began tonight with the digital church. Imagine attending church, a church service in the metaverse itself. And what about that moment of maybe uh, feeling close to godliness, all right? Close to a, a god, all right? What if they can simulate that in the metaverse itself? I think you end up in a very, very poor situation because uh, you can control people easily, right? It's been tried through you know, preachers and all the rest of this, uh, holy men, uh, all, all throughout history. But now you're going to be able to perfectly dial in the algorithms to simulate these sort of religious responses in people and the brains and all the rest of this. So that's what's on my mind tonight. And love to hear your thoughts one more time. 702-957-1037. Let's go to our good buddy, Derek. Derek in Massachusetts, the Night Stalker. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? Oh, my great show. Thank you very much. Uh, inspired by you and James and uh, Rivers the other night, by the way. Thank you. And uh, Boomer oh, yeah. as well. Uh, no problem, no problem. I think you have... You inspire us, and then we inspire you. It's like a Th- big uh, infinity symbol, you know? There, there you go. Back um, and forth. Trade, trade yeah. it off. But yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. As, as far as um, like churches are concerned, or as far as, far as like the, the spirituality of people once they go in the metaverse, I think that obviously things are going to change, and they're going to get pretty messy. But for the people who are already like very devout, Catholic or very devout, like anything, any religion, I think they might actually there's a chance they could become possibly more devout. Like there'll be at least a segment of people who like will go into like church. I think will be much more of like, like you were saying, like a movie that you're actually in instead of like having a pastor tell the Bible stories, you're going to actually like see them. And then, so you're going to have like, so the, the simulation of like a religious experience, they're going to allow people to like have religious experiences that they've been like studying in the Bible for, for thousands of years, you know, so like they're in the metaverse, like the, one of the main currencies will be like the currency of experiences. Like people will start to like, there's going to be those Google, those glasses that people are going to start wearing. They're going to be recording those so people can like have experiences that way, but also just, they're going to, they're going to design them and recreate them like video game makers are going to just whip up these experiences. So I think I've never played it, but I think Baylor was talking about it that uh cyberpunk 2077 had a scene where like you can experience the crucifixion of Jesus, like as Jesus, um, which is a wild, wild, wild idea. And that's like almost definitely going to happen. Um, so you can have that kind of like die for your sins moment. You can experience what Jesus felt. And like a lot of people are going to be into that. And uh, same with like um, Moses and the burning bush. They'll have that simulation. They'll have like Saul on the, on the, on, um, the road to Dam- on Damascus having his, his moment. You're going to be able to experience like what, these religious figures in history have experienced or like a facsimile of it, you know, um, across the board for every, for every religion, you know, um, plus like you're talking about with actually inducing some, some type of like psychedelic religious type experience with that God helmet angle where you're just pressing the right buttons on your brain. 
and having some kind of like euphoric moment, you know, and that could come with like they could they could make a new religion based on that. If there's people who were like kind of all doing like they could, if you see a Cthulhu opening through a portal like you're talking about, and then they hit the right button and you have this kind of like oh my god, what if what if Cthulhu is really sometimes like an actual god, like the same way that in Midnight Mass, like no spoiler alert, whatever that he had that feeling when he when he saw that monster, you know. So what if you can kind of recreate that people won't know what to worship you know and uh also like i think the actual worshiping is going to be you can have all kind of entities like whether they're ai or actual people who um are trying to get worshipped like there's the idea that like um all these different gods like the the roman and greek gods and stuff they they've kind of um we don't we don't worship them anymore so their power has dwindled so I'm sure in the metaverse there'll be some kind of like arrangement like that where the more worshippers you have in your in your virtual chat room thing, in your little arena, that like will up your bandwidth somehow or give you bonus points or give you some kind of thing that makes the worship valuable to you and then create these like god type entities in the thing, whether they're whether they're real or not, you know. Um and like of course there's going to be I'm imagining like not just the existing religions, but obviously these algorithmic religions, these AI religions are, are for sure going to pop up. You're going to have these crazy cathedrals. Like, like anything, like, it, it might be pretty cool in the metaverse, honestly. It's gonna, there's going to be parts of it, besides the fact that, like, the worst people on the planet are the ones who are creating it. Just the idea that imagination is going to be the number one thing, like, that's going to be the most important thing, is creating these, like, these cyberscapes, these, like, these ridiculous worlds and ridiculous experiences. Like, the, the more you can kind of push that push the paradigm of what people are experiencing that's going to become the most valuable thing so we're going to be having some kind, all, all kinds of all kind of crazy moments but rivers mentioned the idea that um shout out rivers for inspiring this idea but that how come like how do we know we aren't already in the metaverse which like got me thinking which is a great great point that like there might be a switch from like christianity or in these religions to the idea that maybe it's not God doing it, maybe it is like a programmer. The idea that somebody pro- somebody created this metaverse we're in right now, and maybe like there's a more advanced version is the reality that we experience when we when we unplug ourselves from that metaverse, and that we're just dealing with some kind of a super advanced programmer, which like is kind of already happening. This like simulation type religion, this like the scientist and like the scientism just replacing the idea of God. Um, still having a creator, but instead of having it being some type of programmer, you know, um, I'm kind of rambling, but to the point of like the, uh, the antichrist thing that very well might happen. Um, depending on how you, how you view that, like, um, uh, Sophia, the robot wants to have a baby. She was saying she wants to be a mother. And my first thought when I heard that story was that it's going to be some kind of crazy. I think I mentioned this before, some kind of crazy, like somebody's going to use her as, as a sex robot. And we're going to have some kind of immaculate conception type thing where a robot's not supposed to get pregnant, but it happens. And we get some kind of weird, like, sci-fi movie, horror movie, like, robot antichrist thing. But what's more likely, and it'll probably happen, is somebody's just going to program her an AI algorithm that will exist on the metaverse. Um, and she'll get injected that way. And it'd be much less creepy to have these videos of um, the mother and, and son, mother and daughter, having these like, moments together rather like in a metaverse where you can simulate whatever rather than having these like two creepy robots do it. And Sophia's approval rating is just so, so low. But if you can kind of like 
if they can get some good marketing behind this the child then you can then you can like kind of create some kind of ai influencer which is already like really 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 big and there's an article recently about how like new world order like um asia like the rise of asian um ai influences is like going to be like what is happening in the metaverse like it's already really very fucking very popular in the east right now apparently um this entire um like influences in, in america too on instagram and stuff that are not real people they're just they're completely made up um and they have like millions and millions of followers and stuff so potentially we'll get a scenario like that where some created ai some created algorithm um gets followers that way and just becomes like i don't know i guess it gets a lot of worship that way as well as like this these uh algorithms that are designed specifically to give advice i'm imagining like people taking these like treks in the metaverse coming up to this big crazy temple or waterfall or something like that and then like 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 sitting cross-legged before this crazy weird um machine thing or it can look like we can't even imagine what these things are going to look like that's the craziest part about it they can make they can i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be really wild i'm rambling so maybe hop in for a second uh Let's see if I jogged my mind again. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Right. So th there's a lot here with with all of this, including it's all about manipulation, isn't it? And it, it could be super yeah. subtle. Is is the problem? It, once you can do that that God helmet sort of situation where you tickle that part of the brain, that divine spark in the brain, whatever whatever that happens to be, we don't even know what that is yet. You know, like yeah. some people want to say that's God. Some people want to say that's you know maybe uh, a brushing up with like you know the divine in yourself. So you know there, there's probably ten million definitions of what that actually is. And, you know, uh, yeah. probably inspired ones and probably you know pretty cold scientific ones. But that's the point. We don't even know what it is yet. But pretty soon we're going to be able to manipulate it. That's the most terrifying part about exactly. all this. And not just like in you know just like they're doing the you know manipulation on Facebook and Instagram and all these other places, they're tweaking it just barely with all the big data to to have just enough. And I mean, they're literally on the brink of causing a civil war with this, right? Like they've splintered the reality based on party lines already. And like we aren't even yeah. in a metaverse yet. We ain't even dipped our toes in it yet. I mean, this this I is know. the craziest part. So then add spirituality to the mix. Oh lord! Yeah. So <laughs> there'll, there'll probably be like a there'll probably be a massive fracturing of people people worshiping all different algorithms, all different gods through current religions, um, and then the, like, they'll be worshiping the simulation itself in the way like take away, turn the internet off for like a couple hours and see how people freak out and how they will do anything to get their, their phones back and stuff. And imagine like amp that up times a million and like, they're going to be, people are going to be worshiping. They're going to need it. They're going to need this, this metaverse. I guess like the real world won't, won't be the same. No, I don't know. They're going to, they're going to be, I don't know. They're, they're really going to be worshiping. But like, um, as far as like, spiritual, it might as like a positive one, one last thing before I leave. Um, there could be a chance like, it might like dogmatic religions like the established religions might take a beating it might affect the actual dogma itself but creating these like spiritual moments for people might bring them closer to some kind of like understanding that um there's more than than what we think it is like having these unbelievable unbelievable moments of zen or unbelievable just um just mind-altering moments will just lead people like i don't think there'll be a lot of atheists in the metaverse is what i'm trying to say whether they're being misled by something artificial or whether they just like get reaffirmed in their beliefs they, they took into the metaverse and they're able and they're just doubling down on it and they're they're turning their metaverse 
into just a giant religious experience on purpose, like, or just the idea that, I don't know, the potentiality of all these crazy experiences will lead people to, to believe this is more than, than what we see, you know? Um, I'm, re- I'm trailing off now, but uh, really, really great show, brother. Uh, awesome stuff. I gotta, I gotta head back. Appreciate but, it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Derek in Massachusetts, uh, he's got a YouTube channel. Follow him. Scroll down. Link in the description. No content It's yet. more like a trailer. It's, 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 it's more like you want to see what I look like when I'm, when I'm stocking shelves. There you go. Um, that's clear, but let's inspire right, him by Later, following bro. the hell out of him. Have a good night, man. Let's inspire him by following the hell out of him and see that we want to hear more from Derek. Uh, do, do give him a follow. Link is in the description below. Uh, it is just a trailer right now, but uh, yeah, do check it out. Uh, so, okay. Uh, hang tight, Daryl. I don't want to give you an abbreviated uh, spot here. I'm going to go to Robert real quick and let him finish his thought when he called in, and then Daryl will go to you just at the bottom of the hour when we come back from break, okay? So hang tight. I see you there, Daryl. Thanks for being patient. Let's go back to Robert. What's up, Robert in Pennsylvania? Go right ahead, sir. I'm really sorry uh, to uh, call back a second time, but I had a couple more points I wanted to make. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but frankly, there's uh, there's an extra point now that I listened to Daryl, all right, because he he struck a point there. What sold VCRs? Why do people get them? What was the big factor? Porn. Okay. When the internet uh, started, all right. What got, what made it go mainstream? Porn. All right? And, and that's what virtual reality is going to do. That's, that's going to make it mainstream is porn. Okay? Virtual reality porn. That's out of the way. All right? Again, I said this before in previous shows. You have the Great Reset. You get the five things involved in the Great Reset. Every one of those five things has nothing good in it for us. All right? Uh, the last item, the fifth item, is VR. All right, that is is being set up by powerful elite people that rule the world, and they want to give this gift to us. All right, and and anybody that that, that thinks that they give a gift to us out of the goodness of their heart uh, has has not must be about two years old. Right? <laughs> it's something that's going to, it's going to be something to, that's going to poison us. Um, I want to tie this into NDAs, uh, near-death experiences. Right? When you're talking about the spirituality, and, and I'm talking about earlier not wanting to leave, uh, almost everybody that has ever experienced an NDA, NDE, excuse me, um, doesn't want to come back and largely has to be forced to come back. Some just say, okay, I'll go back. But most have to be, you have to go back. All right? There's not going to be anything on virtual reality uh, when people start to, to live in those worlds that's going to tell them to go back. Also, there'll be ads. <laughs> you'll be in a virtual reality world there'll be ads you'll be in a virtual reality world and there'll be this nice dazzling thing maybe it's a Coca-Cola who knows alright uh, and and you'll want to get that because it's better than subliminal messaging alright this is virtual reality you want this okay it's dazzling there's going to be ads they're going to make money off that the last thing is the brain changes 
when we go through life, all of our experiences uh, impact our brain, and our brain changes. We have little little changes in the brain as we age, and the experiences are are logged into our brain. When we get into this virtual reality, uh, living in that instead of this one, you're going to see massive changes in people's brains. And I don't think that's going to be good either. Because they're going to experience things that they can't experience here. And their brain's going to try to adjust that. Do you know how difficult it is for our brains already? Uh, we don't see things that we know are there. We don't see colors that we know exist. Um, there's a whole lot of things that we don't see that may be a fourth dimension, fifth dimension, all right, because our brains would not be able to accept it. And then we go into virtual reality, and our brains are about to go, are going to probably get, you know, have a feel, uh, you know, have panic because this is not what experience has taught it. It's seeing something that shouldn't be there. So there'll be brain changes, you know, good or bad, I don't know. But, you know, it's going to affect the brain. Yeah, I, I think that's why it's being built. Yeah. And good, good point on all this stuff, and specifically the Great Reset, how that is the part they're giving to us as a gift, right? It's like to kind of put us out of our misery. It's like, all right, well, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. But here's why you'll be happy, because you'll worship at the digital church of the algorithm. And, well, uh, when Cthulhu comes out, we'll tickle your, bra- tickle your brain just right so that uh, you think that he's the god you've been looking for your entire life. I mean, all this is terrifying, and it's going to be easily accomplished. That's the thing. It's going to be easy to do. It's the biggest message of all, the most important one for them, um, by giving this gift of VR, is that we will, we will be made to be accepting of the rule over us. We'll be more passive, you know, because... That's you're not just going to walk around in a virtual world. You're going to get you're going to get propaganda. You're going to just log into your brain. Um, and like I said, it's a it's a million times more than subliminal, all right. And you're and it's the, it's the way to have complete finally finally complete what they've been wanting to do for a long time for for, for centuries. Have absolute control over the world. If you can gut if you can pacify. With virtual reality, um, everybody on the planet, all right, to that to accept that kind of thing, and it will. Um, then it's that's what virtual reality is for. Beware of people who don't have your best interest in, at heart, bearing gifts, any of those things. Amen that's, to that. I'll, I'll I'll turn it back to you. Amen to that. Thank you very much. Uh, Robert in Pennsylvania, appreciate the call. Good stuff as always. Thanks for calling back and finishing those thoughts, and have a great night. Uh, there you go. So there's a lot here. Thank you, thank you Daryl, for being patient. We'll get to you as soon as we come back from the break here. Like I said, don't want to cut you short here. And so, so <laughs> the thing is this, right? Regarding all of this, Robert had it right. What is this about? It's about control. And it's not just about control. It's about like he described it. Full spectrum control. They want to control every aspect of your life. You will own nothing and you will be happy. You understand? And then, of course, through all that misery, 
the digital misery, right? Simulated misery, whatever that term was from earlier on. Hydro hose up there. What's up? Shout out. Uh, that they're going to be able to give us as much dopamine as we desire based on whatever it is we want. And that right there to me is part of what makes this such a terrifying thing. And as we continue, well, what are your thoughts on this? What happens when you're actually worshiping in an AI church inside the metaverse? Who controls who? Love to hear your thoughts on this. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're talking about the metaverse, church, AI, and you. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. Back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And tonight, we're talking about the metaverse. And not just the metaverse, we're talking about church within the metaverse and how you could manipulate people to perceive godlike experiences. Well, uh, it's got me a little bit rattled thinking and considering the possibilities here of not just manipulation of people and their thoughts and ideas, but of course, that ever looming presence of full spectrum control. And we're taking your calls. What are your thoughts on this? If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can also join the Discord at troubledminds.org. That's the official website. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing tonight, talking about all this crazy stuff. But speaking of Discord, let's go to our good friend Daryl in New York on Discord. Welcome to the show. How are you, Daryl? Hey, Michael, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. We're getting pro with this. Very nice. Very nice. What's going on? All right. I had a few thoughts about this. Um, First of all, okay, Um, spirituality. I've been to church. When I was growing up, um, a lot of my friends, when I was like 13 years old, became Jesus freaks, and they they were born again. And because all my friends were into it, I was trying to get into it, and I just couldn't get it. You know, I didn't find uh, Jesus. I didn't speak in tongues. Uh, one of my friends did. Um, they kind of had this, like, crazy spiritual reality, and I never got it, you know. And I can't say that everybody that goes to church has a, a, a religious experience, nor can I say, well, will an atheist, you know, experience some kind of religious moment in a virtual reality? Um, as good as it can be, you know, even if it's, you know, Moses parting the Red Sea or a burning bush or Jesus crucifixion or whatever, you know, are you really going to get that that religion in you? You know, is that going to inspire the non-believers, you know, or is it something that's going to actually wind up being implanted in you? You know, this is my case for the New World Order, let's say, of um, instilling one religion in the world, which is like a goal, I think, of the New World Order to maintain control, to have one religion. And is it going to be something that we're going to have, like, you, like 
part of the passport plan. Like, you can't go to Europe unless you get the vaccine. Or you can't have the Internet unless you go virtual. You can't or you get chipped, for example. Or your children are going to have to get chipped if they want an education. And will it be instantaneous? You know, you're going to get this virtual reality download that everyone's going to have the same experience at birth like a vaccine. They're going to be immunized or, you know, get their inoculation of knowledge. And if you want knowledge, you know, you can't go to school anymore because we have this great virtual reality program and platform. You don't need school anymore. Um, It'll do away with all kinds of education. Maybe it's going to replace education. And you're going to have, like, some of the smartest people and gaming people, let's say, to develop these programs to make it so realistic, you know, they've that we're all going to be on Discord, you know, getting this, like, religious dose. Or, you know, is that going to be the control factor of our future? But who's going to be exempt or immune to it? You know, can you, can you avoid this? Is it going to be subjective or is it very specific? Is it going to be an individual experience that tickles which part of your brain? You know, is it, is it a real intelligence? Is it a hallucination? Um, that's that's my thoughts about this. And therein lies it's the danger. Kind of yeah. So so the the problem is that that's exactly it. Is you you can't even tell what's yourself anymore. Like once you assimilate with that digital world, the metaverse, as it's going to be known, then you won't even be able to tell if a religious experience was actually real. Was it derived by you and your own physical meat suit experience, right? And the, the, the divine spark within you, or was this manipulated by some dickhead? I probably can't say that on the radio. Well, some jerk, let's say, <laughs> too late, some jerk, you know, behind a keyboard tapping in the algorithms with just enough data to to uh, to, to to manipulate you to control you to think that you had an experience like this like I was saying on, during the break as we were coming back consider this right so I, I said well in the metaverse if you're in this huge cathedral this huge church whatever's going on it's, it's like the most magnificent thing you've ever seen the church is as, as big as is you far as the eye can see in every direction the sun's coming through the, the, the stained glass and it's just just being there is is a religious experience and there's so many people there and everybody's worshiping together right but then think of it in terms of this right uh, robert called and he was talking about pornography he was talking about the internet how it it exploded the internet and turned it into the next thing well combine the two there have been sex cults there have been religions there have been you know the catholic church is famous for this type of stuff so now what if you combine just like you said maybe the atheists won't fall for this or won't be part of this but they will be because it's going to be something different it's going to be the church of hedonism it's going to be the church of whatever it takes to get them engaged in the system and so meaning imagine this gigantic church i'm describing but then everybody does communion and then uh let's say uh turns it into an orgy right like like actual full-on vr porn orgy right there in church right because well it's the metaverse and as long as you're in the right club and you know the password and you can get into these places well that's the type of thing that's happening here and so not only that right you can summon demons in the metaverse and they'll appear and they'll talk to you right i mean this is the type of stuff that's really kind of terrifying because you can merge all of these realities into one very seamless thing that could fool us and turn us into monsters they could turn us into people that don't even understand what it means to be a person anymore and that's my point that's that's the craziest part here 
look how engaged we are on the internet with our own free will. Um, I, you know, can imagine, you know, fetishists and people that have fetishes and you know, the, the porn aspect of it is very, um, be very addictive for people. I think, uh, you know, they, they might never go back to work again, you know, they're just going to stay home and play with themselves. You know, if this is going to be so captivating, the ultimate porn experience, you know, virtual sex with whatever, you know, you could have like your wildest fantasies come true. I mean, there's probably going to be a dark web, you know, for that to be explored. And how many people are going to be tapping into that, saying they're having a religious experience? You know, I'm going to go get my religion now. I'll be back in an hour. You know, are you on the computer again? Get off the computer. How many- <laughs> get off the computer. i got to go to church. The orgy starts yeah, in 45 minutes. Marriages are going to be bro- broken up over this. You know, people aren't even going to get married. They're going to, you know, they're not going to date anymore. They're just going to like have their wildest fantasies fulfilled. There's no questions asked. It's like safe. Maybe it's a safe place, but then the ads. Then you're gonna have to pay for, you know, people get rid of the ads because you're just about to, you know, have your climax. In the and then, oh, no, 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 no. You know, Drink you know. <laughs> Pepsi Cola. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, def- definitely hilarious. Uh, all right, so there, there's more to get to. So, so what else you got? What else you got, Daryl? Well, I, I just wonder, you know. I mean, how many people are going to be taken by the religious part? And how many people are going to opt to tap into the religion? You know, how many atheists are going to be there? You know, is this going to be something that has to be introduced at a very early stage of you know your existence? And is it going to be something that you can't have unless you do this, this, and that? Or is it going to be part of our you know we're going to have to earn you know bitcoins to get on this on this uh, religious experience or porn experience? You know, what's going to be the most popular? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> well, I, I think it's going to depend. It's going to depend on where they can derive the most control. I think that's what's going to happen, and that's where it's going to yeah. come from. So, so if it's going to be, I, I think crypto is going to be built into this. So once once the metaverse gets locked into blockchains and everything becomes engagement time for like digital currency, which is happening, by the way, go look up uh, crypto games. Just type in crypto game. I was playing a crypto game this morning called uh, Gods Unchained. It's like a card game and you play and they give you NFTs and these NFTs are these cards that you can sell. And as a matter of fact, this morning... Believe it or not, I was just kind of randomly playing. My friend was telling me about this. He's all, you got to get into this, man. It's like money in this, just playing a video game. So I was playing and I was having fun. And I, I, I opened this digital pack of cards and there's a card in there that apparently is worth 300 United States dollars. So this morning, just yeah, just playing this game, I opened the pack of cards. You need a second one to combine them, and they sell for six hundred. So the value of one is three hundred. The two together are six hundred. But that's what I'm saying. Like these digital things start to become real things, and they will merge with the real world in ways that you're going to need it. You're going to be able to. Yeah, it's wild. It is wild stuff. And so that's what, that's what we're doing. That's why we're talking about this because uh, WTF, right? But yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, great call as always, Daryl. Uh, appreciate it so much. Uh, anything else while we got you on tonight oh curious to see what everyone else says but um i love the callers tonight robert had uh on the money with the you know the, the potential for abuse and i think you know what's going to be the potential for weaponizing it you know i mean you know somebody's going to make a weapon out of this they're going to make us all like uh, you know digital junkies 
going to be in 12-step programs, you know, like to get off of this stuff, you know? Exactly. That, that, imagine this, right? Now, this is the craziest part. Imagine you become addicted to the metaverse and you attend your 12-step program in the metaverse. Metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the world. This is where we're going to. This, exactly. Yeah, you're amazing, Daryl. Always great stuff. I uh, hope you're feeling better. Uh, thoughts and prayers for you, and uh, you're welcome to stay right there. Please just mute up, and you can stay right there and listen to us for the rest of the night. Okay, we'll do. Right. Thank you so much for the call. All right, so, so that's it. We're talking about this tonight. We're talking about this metaverse. And so not just metaverse. It got me thinking in terms of, okay, so if the metaverse can be anything or anywhere, it got me thinking in terms of, well, what would church be like in the metaverse? And not only that, it got me thinking in terms of, okay, so if you could simulate any of these thoughts and emotions through this VR headset and this metaverse sub-reality, as it were, well, what it would do is, well, it could manipulate you, the hell out of you. And you won't even know what a real dopamine hit is like in the real world because you're getting them all digitally. And some people have made the case that it's already happening, right? Like uh, Robert brought up porn, how it just built the internet. The, the, the old joke goes something like this, right? Uh, porn and UFOs built the internet, right? That, that, those are the first two things that just made everything explode. And then they cracked down on UFOs, but the, the porn is still, <laughs> still, still running rampant, which is hilarious. It's like the hilarity of that is just great. But, uh, well, you know, great in a, in a sinister way. But, but the thing is this, right? If, if this is what's going on and you actually are in, engaged and locked into this system, this metaverse system, and it becomes like those engagement algorithms where they need you to spend more and more time, and this is how people start to actually re, uh, pay the bills. Like, you know, again, playing that card game this morning, there are real NFT currencies in these games they're building in. So once the, the blockchains get locked into this uh, metaverse system, then you're going to be rewarded for spending time inside the metaverse. By the way, does anybody use the Brave browser? Uh, the Brave browser, web browser, uh, actually has a coin built into it. And the more time you spend browsing with the Brave browser, you earn their own crypto and can spend it in particular ways. And so this is the same thing I'm talking about. So just by browsing the internet using a particular browser, you're going to be able to earn crypto payment nfts right both because they're two different things fungible non-fungible right but then it gets even worse uh even more weird because inside the metaverse the more time you spend and so say i don't know the church of cthulhu <laughs> you're going to and it's going to happen it's going to happen because well well uh, why not right? If you can imagine anything and code it and program it, it's going to happen. And that's what's ha what's going on here and what's got me tripping out about this. Okay, so it gets even more weird. I'm going to read this real quick. I'm not a Bible guy. I'm not, I am agnostic in all ways, meaning that I don't know anything, all right? And I'm trying to learn all the things, all right? So I don't uh, like actually subscribe to any particular uh, dogma, doctrine, not, nothing, all right? I'm just me, right? trying to trying to learn trying to learn how to be a, 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 you know, perfect the meat suit, right? Just trying to learn how to be a human being. And here we go. I read you this. This is from creation.com. And the headline here is this, summoning the demon, worshiping artificial intelligence, and the way of the future is the way of the past. All right. Now, all those links are down below and you guys can check it out. Uh, I like to, uh, to show you my sources so you think I'm not making this stuff up. But there's a nice biblical passage here from uh, Jeremiah 1.16. And it goes a little something like this. And I will declare my judgments against them 
for all their evil in forsaking me. They have made offerings to other gods and worshipped the works of their own hands. And if that isn't prophetic, it's almost like they just needed to type the words metaverse in there. Interesting. Pretty wild stuff. So, okay. So, uh, so as I got to this tonight, I want to make sure you guys understand that just the full idea of what I had, because this is, yeah, this is from wired.com and this is wild. This gets even more nuts. Uh, so inside the first church of artificial intelligence, yeah, this is happening. This is already happening outside the metaverse, guys, outside the metaverse, all right? The engineer at the heart of the Uber slash Waymo lawsuit is serious about his AI religion. Welcome to Anthony Lewandowski's Way of the Future. He's calling it the Way of the Future. And let's go back to that. uh, (laughs) What was that? Uh, The Way of the Future is the way of the past, says creation.com. So so anyway, this is pretty wild. Uh, Listen to this. Anthony Lewandowski makes an unlikely profit. Dressed Silicon Valley casual in jeans and flanked by a PR rep rather than cloaked acolytes, the engineer known for self-driving cars and triggering a notorious lawsuit could be unveiling his latest startup instead of laying the foundations for a new religion. But he is doing just that. Artificial intelligence has already inspired billion-dollar companies, far-reaching research programs, and scenarios of both transcendence and doom. Now Lewandowski is creating its first church and uh it's called yep it's called the way of the future right now this is exactly what we're talking about except it exists outside of the metaverse all right and it's creepy so i I did a little digging because i wanted to find out what this church was all about and i thought no way this this isn't real how is this real this this is this seems nuts to me and uh, he's got some pretty interesting, so it, he shut it down, by the way. So, so all in a span of like 12 months or something, he started this up and then he, he also shut it down because I'm sure he got tons of blowback here. But uh, this is pretty wild, right? He says this. Uh, so the way the future church will have its own gospel called the manual, public worship ceremonies, and probably a physical place of worship. The idea behind his religion is that one day, not next week or next year, he says, sufficiently advanced, advanced artificial intelligence will be smarter than humans and will effectively become a god. His words, all right? Now, listen to this. This gets even more wild. Part, quote, part of it being smarter than us means it will decide how it evolves, but at least we can decide how we act around it, Lewandowski, uh, Lewandowski told Wired. I would love for the machine to see us as its beloved elders that it respects and takes care of. We would want this intelligence to say humans should still have rights, even though I'm in charge. Yeah, right. Lewandowski is not the only tech luminary to worry about an intelligent, super intelligent AI, which others refer to as strong AI or the singularity, though he prefers the term transition. Transition. Weird, weird. Lewandowski is currently at the center of a major lawsuit, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it, some, some of these other things, he, he's actually quoted as saying that he doesn't like to call this super intelligent AI or strong AI a god because that seems weird. However, if it's 
infinitely smarter than people, what else would you call it? We don't even have a term for it, right? It's, it's like all in the abstract right now. And so now this is the thing, right? This is the thing. And the craziest part to me is this. It's not even about this AI, the super intelligent singularity. All right, what's up, Lacey, in the chat? Say nice things to your electronics. Exactly. Like we said before when she called in, they're taking notes on us. They've got databases built in, and every time you smack your, your, uh, your little uh, Roomba, it, it's, it's putting it down as a demerit that will go down on your permanent record. <laughs> but okay, right? So the thing is this. The crazy part is that this is happening, and well, if, we're, if we don't know what these things are, like again, we can't even define our own consciousness. We've talked about this before. How do we define the consciousness of a super powerful artificial intelligence, all right? There's the first part, which again is probably not even part of this conversation because it's almost irrelevant, almost irrelevant, meaning that who cares? Because if you're inside of the metaverse in, in a church-like experience and you're being manipulated by a coder in Silicon Valley, you see, it doesn't even matter. That AI, that super intelligent godlike AI or whatever it happens to be, is, well, we don't even know if it's a thing because it's going to be obfuscated by all these algorithmic manipulations that are done by people. You see, it starts to get really hazy and foggy when you start looking at how this may affect people. And it, it, uh, it, it um, like I said, it rattles me a little bit because there are people, again, like, like I've said tonight uh, several times as we started, you know, people are still trying to perfect the art of being people. And so we aren't there yet. Clearly, obviously, just look at geopolitics, look at the lefty-righty paradigm, look at the division, look at all the propaganda, look at all the trash out there they expect us to believe. Look at all of that. Clearly, we've gone astray. All right. We have problems as people, right? As people. Don't forget, I, I make a very clear distinction between the individual and between the collective. All right. And because I say people have a problem, I'm not saying you specifically have a problem or me specifically. If you're doing your best to be the best person you can, then there's no problem. That's what you should be doing. But I think as a collective, it doesn't seem like that. It doesn't seem like that at all. And so we have larger issues. All right. Hey, Arrow, we go for a third hour. So uh, we're, uh, we're actually not going to be done here. We go for a third hour here. So you're definitely welcome to call in. So we are uh, winding down uh, the time on the fringe. But th that's the last point I wanted to make. All right. J just before we get to the end here is that when all these things conflate in the perfect digital realm, going to be known as the metaverse, and let's call it the digital church, because that was the premise tonight. When all of these things end up mixing together in this perfect digital dopamine utopia, then how do we know? All of those things, like James said when he called in, you won't be able to determine a real paranormal experience if your life depended on it, or a divine experience, or anything, because everything will be controlled by some jerk behind a keyboard in Silicon Valley. And that's my point. That's what I wanted to make. Radio and internet, I rest my case. So, as we finish this up tonight, uh, the bad news is we're finished. 
on Fringe FM. The good news is we'll be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific, and uh, God willing, we have tomorrow, of course. And that's what's going on. So if you're listening to us on uh, Fringe, uh, stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void. And if you're listening to us on any other platform, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. And uh, there's a lot here. There's a lot to consider. There's a lot to think about. And I don't know. Again, I don't know the answers to these questions. These are just questions. As I always say, this is the question show. This is not the answer show. Because answers are so much easier, right? Because people just show up, they tell you the answers, and then they go home. I think answers are dangerous. Because answers are for individuals to find. Answers are something that you derive through hardship, through, through the journey of being a person, through becoming a better person. And so, well, as we finish, there are no answers here. The answers are for you. And, well, like I said, tomorrow night, more Troubled Minds, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you're listening on The Fringe, stay tuned for Joe Roof Lighting the Void. If you're listening to us on any other platform, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. Still taking your phone calls, hanging out, doing our thing, talking about the church of the metaverse. And you know how it ends? Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. Right, we are off the fringe, and we're doing a third hour of Troubled Minds. We're just uh, going to continue talking about this. There's a lot more that I got that I can kind of uh, delve into here. But as always, right, uh, that takes backseat to you. Rather hear your thoughts on this because this is the whole point of the show. We get together and talk about these things because there's no media stepping between us, editing your words, trimming you out of context. None of this propaganda BS. Let's just call it bullshit because we can say that now that we're off the radio. So the third hour is when we kind of let our hair down a little bit and just do it. You can't go too hog wild because the technocrats are still listening, but uh, the radio FCC rules no longer apply, so we can say an F-bomb and get away with it. So the thing is this, right? We're going to continue talking about this, and we're going to continue taking your calls. So if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We're going to take a quick two-minute break, two-minute break, and then more Troubled Minds coming up. Don't go anywhere. Love to hear your thoughts. Get on the lines. Get in here, and uh, we'll talk about this and uh, consider the possibilities. Be right back. More Troubled Minds on the way. Thanks for hanging with us this far. More coming up. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I am your host, Michael Strange, and tonight we're talking about the metaverse, but not just the metaverse like everybody else talks about it. We tend to be mostly mostly ahead of the game when it comes to these things. And well, what about church and metaverse? 
And is it possible, and is it going to be a real thing where, let's say you go into church and it's the most magnificent church you've ever seen, because of course it's the metaverse, it's not the real world, and you go into this church and there's all the, the, the warm feelings and the choir singing and people doing all the things and feeling really good, right? But then suddenly in this church service, as people are lining up to take communion, and again, I'm just painting a mental picture here. Uh, again, please follow me into the mental metaverse as we consider uh, all the things. And just as everybody lines up to take communion, uh, well, they open a portal on the altar and out walks Cthulhu, right? And there happens to be a particular tickle in the brains, a dopamine hit, some sort of uh, magnetic pulse that's uh, uh, simulated by this religious event. Well, so does that mean Cthulhu is real? Or does that mean Cthulhu is not? And well, it becomes that dopamine hit that you go back for, right? It becomes a community. It becomes a safe place where, well, you're looked after. (laughs) by who knows and this gets darker and more sinister so you tell me uh, what are your thoughts on this tonight what does church look like in the metaverse and is this uh well um is this part of the great reset as robert suggested is this part of where they want us part of that full spectrum control by manipulating every single thing remember when uh, george orwell said that uh, they would abolish the orgasm You, you remember this you remember when he said this? I'll pull up that quote. We'll listen to it in a little bit. But uh, he, he said this, that they will abolish the orgasm. But what they'll do, right, in terms, I think he d- didn't quite understand because, of course, this was back in, you know, just after World War II when he was writing this stuff, 1984 and whatnot. He described this as uh, it would no longer be acceptable, right? There, were, there will be no joy. But the, reason, the way they'll abolish the orgasm is they'll, they'll continue with uh, unlimited dopamine hits straight to the brain, the orgasm button, as it were. And what that will do is it will make us chase it constantly. And that's what addiction is all about, isn't it? That's what the human body is built to chase. And that's what we're talking about tonight. So let's go. We got a couple phone calls. Let's go to them. Let's go to uh, our good friend, Matt in California. Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Good. How's it going, Mike? Ah, doing okay. Much, much better. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> welcome to Troubled yeah. Minds. Is your mind troubled tonight? Very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? A, a lot to be freaked out about. Uh, what's your take on this? Um, well, I've had experience with uh, VR games, and I, you know, I don't have one. My friend has one. He invites me over, and he's like, check out this 3D game. And it's kind of cool at first. I wanted to experience it. And a couple of problems I had was, you know, of course, obviously distinguishing, you know, once you put the headphones on and the goggles on, you're like, you know, Matt disappears. But my avatar is alive in the virtual world. And it's kind of creepy. It's hard to discern the difference between the reality and the game. So I can see how a lot of people could get stuck. And um, also, too, is like time. You know, time was different. People were like, are you going to hang out with us? And I'm like, oh, I've only been playing for five, ten minutes. And they're like, no, you've been playing for like an hour. (laughs) So I couldn't discern like what was in reality and what was in the game. Um, But I think, and that's a problem. And then I think um, a big problem is this game, this metaverse thing, 
uh, it's not directed towards like me and you or like the older generation. Like my grandma is not going to put on the metaverse. Right. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, people like me and you, like older people that can discern like the difference between reality and the game, it's directed towards the kids, towards the next generation. And so when you think about um, like, like for us, like I remember, you know, before the internet, but like the next generation of kids, they grew up with, you know, computers, they grew up with a tablet and a phone in their hand. And so, you know, it's always been there for them. So in the future and the next generation, think about those kids, you know, the kids that are now are have kids, you know, after we're gone, the next generation, those kids are going to be, it's always going to be there for them. So it's going to just be an everyday part of their lives. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they call, so they call them, um, the people. So, so you and me were old enough to remember a time on this planet when there was no internet, right? And they call people that are born now that never experienced that time. They're known as digital natives. So now we're going to have an entirely other group of people known as what? Like the, metaverse natives right they're gonna they're yeah gonna metaverse up, natives yeah they will grow up in a world where they never understand that there could be a difference right they're they're going those dopamine hits are and, and it's happening now little kids right they, they're smashing the hell out of those uh, youtube videos have you seen those videos on youtube this is wild where they have these kids and in the video the kid is just opening up like these toys right and well, it's like, you know, expensive toys. It's toys that, you know, most kids can't have. And so it's that dopamine hit of like those kids experiencing via proxy through YouTube, the opening up of this amazing thing. It's like Christmas, right? But what happens is these kids watch the shit out of these videos. And so the replayability is incredible because these kids continue. It's like it's like Christmas over and over and over again in like a five-minute video. And so exactly, uh, Lily's got it right. The parents allow it. But so what happens is, right, you're busy, you're making dinner, the kid's trying to, you know, eat the uh, the, the, the bleach under the counter, right? It's uh, still, you know, uh, I'm just saying, right? That's clearly not a thing. I mean, it shouldn't be a thing. It's, you know, I'm being horrific here. But the parent is like, okay, wait, 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 stop. Don't, you know, stop trying to be destructive to yourself and other things here. Uh, here here's the iPad. Watch this kid unwrap this Megatron gigantic uh, walking robot and play with it, right? And th the kid will just sit there like transfixed. Right. And, and understanding that it's it's like it is like that Christmas moment over and over and over again. And so this is exactly what we're talking about, except imagine immersing yourself and being that kid in that world, opening up that thing. It's a uh, it's nuts, man. Okay. Like the, the next level of this is just going to be insane. Yeah, that's the thing in the future. I don't know. I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I mean, but I think, like uh, you said, we have I don't discernment. Know, I don't know what to do. Good, good. Sorry, I don't know, like, how what to do to, like, stop it, though, either. It's because, it's, you know, it's going to happen. But um, I don't know how to feel about it in the future. You know, how are we going to get... If it's hard to discern the difference between a virtual reality and the game, or in the game and the real life, you know, how, how's that going to be for the kids? the next generation of kids. Yeah, it's it's going to be built in. They're going to come to expect it. 
It's uh, it is. It's uh, it, it, it's kind of terrifying. And and again, right? Like you said, we're we're you and I were a little bit older. We've seen this. Like we kind of have one foot in the real world, one foot in the digital world at this point. But that that time in 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 humanity is already shifting. Like there's going to be no people soon, like in the next fifty years, that remember a time before the internet. And that is wild. Mm-hmm. And then what about a time before the metaverse? Like, again, like when we start talking about those dopamine hits, literally, like it's what it, it, it's such a strong thing that chasing the orgasm, right? The, the sexual impulse and all the rest of that. It's, it's why humans are here, right? It's, it's that. But if they relegate the dopamine hit to just, well, strapping on a VR goggle and, you know, kicking it with your friends. Uh, you know, from the time you're like nine, uh, <laughs> Lily's right. The parents allow it, but uh, this is this is where it gets terrifying. So that's not not just that. That's children. But then, what about teenagers? What, what about all aspects? What about what about people our age that haven't figured out how to be themselves yet? You know what I mean? They exist. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of people out there with mental yeah. health issues, with all kinds of things that th- this is easier, right? Because you get what you want. You get to program it. You get to choose. You, you, you know there. It's um again right and back to church back to church man can you imagine a digital church that's the worst part to me because that's what this is going to become uh, church is a metaphor in this sense but it's also not it could be literal so yeah that's scary yeah and I've had the I've had you know experiences in church like that feeling you know um but are you talking about that um that helmet the God helmet and put that you're talking about putting the God helmet into the Oculus or into the whatever the 3D helmet is? Yeah. Combining them? Yeah. So so yes and no. So I, I don't think it would be that overt. I think that uh, uh, the point of that conversation was that they've determined in the brain where to tickle to get the godlike experience and through an electromagnetic mm-hmm. field. So my point is that algorithmically to replicate that may not be so difficult when they understand where it comes from and they may be able to do it with the metaverse itself. So I don't think they, you know, they're going to put like a, you know, the, the, what's the X-Men with a professor X, what's that thing he wears on his head? Whatever that's called. I don't remember what it's called, but whatever that, I don't think they're going to do I that. Can't yeah, but, but I think that they're going to be able to manipulate it through the environment itself, through the metaverse itself. And that's where that uh, you know oh, yeah. uh, allegorical church comes in uh, because it may be a literal church in the metaverse. Like I said, can you imagine? Just think about that. Think about that moment in church, right? Catholic church, communion, behind the, uh, the altar, a portal opens and Cthulhu strolls out, right? It, it'll be possible. Like, it'll be actually freaking possible. That's insane. Yeah, it's gonna freak a lot of people out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, control. I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I think um, we just need to like. I take it as like entertainment value. Um, so we need to discern it. So I'm just saying, if you're gonna play these VR games, um, I would like, you know, set your alarm for like a half an hour. Just play a half hour, play your game, get out, and then. You know, go enjoy the real world. <laughs> yeah, as as always. That's how, I, that's, that's how I would use it. Yeah, as always, everything in moderation, right? Any too much of anything, too much too much of pure oxygen will kill you. Everything in moderation, exactly. right? And yeah, but again, yeah, right? Yeah. We're old enough to have made those mistakes in our past, and so you know we understand. Uh, well, a ten year old is not. 
A 10-year-old thinks they're invincible, you know? Like, until you hit that wall at a young age that, you know, kind of wakes you up and shakes you to your core, well, you don't know yet. And, well, anyway, here we are. Here we are, considering all these crazy things. Great stuff as always, Matt. What else you got for us, my man? Oh, that's it. I just think this is a crazy topic because I don't know where it's going. And uh, just speculating and talking about things. But, yeah, that's my, um, I guess that's my point is make sure you spend as much time in the real world, your family, and doing things as, you know, just use the video game as a, because that's the thing is people use the video game as escape the real world. And uh, I think that's going to be the problem with it. It's going to start out with video games, but then in the metaverse, you can do anything. Exactly right. So I just say, yeah, just, uh, just moderation. Like you said, that's my point. Words of wisdom, Matt. Don't get lost in the metaverse. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Great stuff as yeah. always, my man. <laughs> Catch Thanks, you Mike. Later. Good night. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the call. There you go. Still taking your phone calls. We're talking about this. We're talking about the metaverse. What would church look like in the metaverse, and how easily would it be to manipulate people into believing in whatever you wanted them to believe? Uh, uh, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to uh, Joe in Florida. What's up, my friend? Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Good evening. Not too bad. Um, funny you... You had this article that was, it was an article from NPR, I like dozed off on the bed earlier today, uh, and they were talking about how close uh, that book Snow Crash was to the metaverse, and I've been wanting to listen to the article, so I turned it on, and I listened to about 10 minutes of it and dozed off, but, um, you know, they were mentioning Zuckerberg, you know, doing this, you know, how the timing was, and we spoke about it even though he hasn't taken responsibility for pretty much misinformation and destroying a lot of society with all his baloney. As far as church, I wonder, you know, in virtual church, uh, if the priest tried to uh, harm me or touch me in any way, if I'd be able to virtually kill him, and would there be any penalties on that? Uh, How would our autonomy be, I guess? you know, would be my question for the virtual church. Um, can I see it happening? Certainly. Um, it's kind of shocked that this week there was an article about some families being split apart with once again, a group letter, you know, a, a group whose letter will not be mentioned, but they're still waiting in Texas for JFK and JFK Jr. to arrive. And these people are that brainwashed in this reality. Uh, I, I stop short saying real life, but whatever this reality is. So are we that easily led, I guess? And if there is a creator, why would we, would we be created with these faults and so easily led? You know, again, the people here who listen to the show, we take a healthy dose of the baby juice. And that's a good thing. I don't think any of us are out in the street trying to start a cult or a group or anything like that. But we're here on the sidelines trying to look at the game they're playing, I guess. Uh, A lot of the callers have mentioned complete control. And it makes total sense to me. You know, we talk about test runs of things. Well, when a lot of people left Facebook and went to Parler, the government was tracking that. 
So now if we're all stuck in our houses with virtual goggles, who makes the virtual laws? And there will be virtual laws. And are we going to be penalized by credits being taken away? Uh, they're going to know where everything is at. Who's going to hack it? It'll be hacked. And who's going to be misled? And, you know, is it all being misled? I don't know. It's a pretty, you know, there's a lot of jokes that can be made, but it's a pretty scary thought. My one kid, he stays on the computer. Pretty much like we described. When he doesn't walk the dogs and do the chores when I ask him, I log into the router and I shut everything down. And it brings me great joy to do that. My other child, you can give her all the computers in the world. She doesn't want to be involved in that. She wants to be out here with the family. She wants to try to learn how to sew. Things that we try to encourage. Uh, but there's a mess to clean up when you're done with it. So, and another thing that really kind of is in the sidelines, and I don't think anybody's addressed, is the virtual world will be, for the beginning, I guess, per our will. And if we want to do that, we can willingly do that. But I'm wondering how animals, like if we're so lost in that world, what would happen to pets in this reality? Uh, is somebody going to program virtual animals? They probably already have. Um, but how would they know? You know, like an animal, it's, it's uh, just a thought in my head that I would be in a virtual world and say that animal's not real, but then, again, none of this is real. So, and do we even need to wait for that? I mean, there's deep fakes right now. So, you could have you could be watching a teleconference of a church service, and it could be, it could be, you know, it could be Jim Jones up there. You know, it could be all Ron Hubbard talking to him. Exactly. You're yeah. right. I, 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 I got to... It, it, well, it, it's sickening. It, it, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You're good. I got a, I got a philosophical question for you. What is the speed limit in the metaverse when you can drive any car you want? <laughs> it's a great question. And <laughs> you're basically, what is the limit? What's the limit of anything at that point in time? You know, I mean, Ron was saying about porn, you know, we could all whip out into some Japanese anime, hence crazy porn in that universe. You know, Sky's the limit. And then what are the penalties? What are the penalties? How are people going to be rationalized? You know, how are how are our kids, I guess, going to be, you know, you go to a website, are you 18, man? You know, our kids, probably at a younger age, are going to succumb to disgusting things. And those things might actually translate to the real world. You know, everybody wants to blame music and this, that, the other thing. And, you know, I have my opinions on that, but you can't ban it. But if you're in a virtual world and you could go into a virtual church and shoot it up, what's to say you're not going to do that in real life? I mean, we're already playing games and simulations like that. That's the damn truth. So are we going to be that lost? And then, well, and then the other thing is, you know, in Snow Crash, there's different factions. 
like there's a pizza faction, there's this faction, there's that faction. But if we never have to leave the house because Amazon's just delivering our food and we're constantly plugged in, you know, the only job that's going to be left is the undertaker because I'm going to have to go to your house and pick up your rotten, your rotten dead corpse ass and burn your real corpse ass somewhere. You know, what jobs are going to be left? It's, uh, and, so, uh, yeah, and you, you know, see how it, uh, it, it, it's kind of all-encompassing, very much like Robert was saying, that whole full-spectrum control. That's what this ends up being about. It's, uh, it's terrifying. And, and once, you, once you kind of term it with that religious experience and the dopamine hit, right, and kind of just pair the two, well, you, you can kind of forget about it. There's a lot of people that are, it's, it will ruin their lives, and it's unfortunate. And, well, this is the world we live you in. Know, I, I, want, I, I find myself scrolling through Facebook, and I want to get rid of it. But I, I shift, you know, to see if there's a good science article or to see if there's something, you know, that can be intelligently discussed or to troll or poke somebody. But really, if I could quit Facebook just so I but have a way to know when there's going to be concerts and when my friends are going, I probably would have more of a reason to quit. And, you know, really, I stay on there because, oh, there's a concert coming to Tampa, you know, from the small band. And there's no other way for me to know except by using Facebook because those ads get posted. You know? Yeah. So it's totally irresponsible. Who's going to be holding the keys? We're already worshiping these things. You know, it's just going to be a more seamless transition. I mean, that, there was that guy that called in the other week that kind of disagreed with you because he was saying that this already goes on in video games and things. And for the most part, he was right. I mean, a lot of his callers have said that. But when you are trying to put goggles on and you might have to make it so you do have to function in society, just like maybe having to get stuck with the controversy of the COVID-19, you know, and another thing that they study of the control of all of that, you know, what makes me wonder though is why the Chinese limited children's interactions to video games. I forget the show that we have, but it was like six hours a week or something. So if they're actually able to limit the internet for their kids and we're letting our kids do whatever we want because freedom is great, then what are they planning for in the future? Uh, yeah, well, it's in the algorithmic future, <laughs> I don't know. I, and again, that's uh, I think it's I think it's it's a worthy discussion. I think that's why we do this. And it is it's um it is troubling. It it is about control in the end, and I think that's uh, part of the problem here. Uh, great stuff as always. You are the best, I, my friend. What else you got? Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, no. Well, I was going to tell you, I had a I had a guy come in this week, and. Uh, it was, we're doing a funeral, actually, the funeral's tomorrow. And he told me, he's like a civilian contractor. He was in the Air Force, but civilian here in Florida. And he invented, and it was, it's a virtual reality thing. He said that he invented this um, simulation for anesthesiologists. That, so he, he was explaining it to me, it just blew my mind. But he says that, you know, these anesthesiologists, an anesthesiologist go in, and see how there could be certain outcomes for medicine. You know, and it was like virtual. 
he explained it like a, a room, you know, like one of those rooms with a huge LED screen that you go into. Um, and they could put together all these combinations of medicines and everything and see what the outcomes would be. It was the tip of the iceberg. What he was telling me was blowing my mind. Uh, and he never finished college. He told me that I forget what's good to school here in Florida. I don't know if it was uh, UF, but uh, he said they call him doctor. He's like, he's like, I never finished. He goes, I never finished. He goes, but I have a patent and designed this. Um, and they call me, you know, he, he's called doctor, basically. So, you know, and I asked him a couple of questions, maybe for another, for another show about the Air Force and things, and uh, he just kind of, he clammed up like they do. But I found it interesting. He was talking about virtual stuff, at least for medicine. There are applications. You know, I mean, we're talking about church and stuff, but when it pops into my head, I start to wonder if a positive outcome might be, could we have better medicine than this? And cheaper medicine? I don't know. You know, or could they stick us in a cryo cell? And we just, we do end up living like the matrix. It's, it's like a self-fulfilling circle. Sometimes when I think about it, I keep coming back to like a machine god that created us, like the Cylons and back and forth. It's kind of nuts. Um, good show. Everybody have a good week and uh, a good holiday, whatever you believe in. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, I'm not going to go into that metaverse once again until the event. Smell of vision. When they invent smell of vision, <laughs> then maybe I'll dive in. So, All right. I'll dive in. I might dive in. I might dive in tongue first and wick everything <laughs> so I could say it's mine. Oh, okay. Uh, Joe, <laughs> if I see an article, you'll Good be night. the first to know. Have a great one, Joe. <laughs> That's Joe in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> okay there you go see uh the, the that's the best part about the, the third hour trouble minds we just get a little wacky a little stupid little uh little uh all the things and uh there you go taking your phone calls at 702-957-1037 thank you for being patient with us let's go to jennifer in missouri welcome to the show jennifer how are you tonight good how's it going oh doing pretty good <clears throat> just uh making jokes laughing at ourselves <laughs> what's going on yes all the calls tonight were awesome. Um, when you think about this stuff, you know, and what you're saying about all the different aspects of it and what all the callers have pointed out, it's absolutely spot on. And when you think about um, the idea of what the metaverse will do, that it's basically like hallucinating, you know, for hours on end, I would assume, and you mix that with sex as well, you're emulating what a lot of previous government programs have also talked about um even the manson and tate murders and everything it followed that same kind of thread and it's been used to split personalities and to fracture reality for people for a long time and as far as it being a, a type of church i think it is in and of itself because it's of your own making and what this metaverse takes away from a human being is what should be the most important aspects of a human's life and their path. Um, and an individual's life, it distracts and it destroys basically um, what's referred to a lot of times as the path of the hero. It's the story of who you were and who you are as you're going through life. And if you live in a, if with the metaverse, you can create everything just, just the way 
you want it and you can tweak everything just the way you want it. And if the, uh, these, the imperfections though, that people experience in their day-to-day life reality and the, um, the imperfections of the self that they have about themselves, you know, which can be changed in the metaverse to be perfect all the time. The imperfections of others and of circumstances that are in that person's life um, that the hero has to face, that, the, that what's inside of us has to face and decide how we're going to react to it um, in order to discover basically what, you know, who we are and to realize what we're made of and to see that the, your greatest self overcome these obstacles that happen in reality by interacting with other people and against all odds. But if you have a reality that doesn't challenge any of that and it's full of false perceptions and false ideas about what you're made of and a false perception of a perfect outcome even, then the journey for everyone's greatest self or what they're going to be will never even begin. And so I think that when you think about it spiritually, um, the personal growth is stunted and the journey is left incomplete. Or in some cases, it never even begins. And in that regard, um, the personal aspect of the hero and every person is never realized. So I think it is a type of religion in the, in the way that um, if as long as you're there, that's what's going on, but that's not what you are. And so I think that when I think about this, it just looks like that. It looks like it takes everything that a human would need to develop in any way away from them. Um, If there are no challenges, if there are no imperfections of any kind, if there are no terrible circumstances to overcome, if everything's perfect and just the way you want it all the time, you never ever will begin. And if you think about a human being that has known nothing but that all their life, except for I'm assuming reality will go on outside still, you'll still probably have to, I don't know, punch in somewhere or answer to someone, but the reality you've created over here. And I wonder what that reality would be in the future past the metaverse when the metaverse has become really advanced when you're not in the metaverse, what are they using you for? But then you'll probably just want to get right back into that world you've created. That's perfect. Eventually there's going to be a schism possibly between the two. And in that, in that regard is your religion. And, um, Joe, you know, talking about um, Jim Jones and everything you think of Heaven's Gate and Charles Manson and all the different circumstances and all the different programs of the government in the past using hallucinations, LSD and sex to, to do all kinds of things to people. But if you have this where people are imposing it upon themselves and creating this, um, it, I think it's almost like a hell in a way. It could be eventually because when you realize eventually after many years of living in this or 
or believing only in this and years have gone by in your life, you know, there's nothing, but yeah. Yeah, pretty wild. And, and I've, you're spot on here. This is exactly how I how I frame this as well, right? There's there's that human condition, and it's about uh, it's about us changing, right? That the person we are this year is not the person we were last year for for a number of reasons, and and all of those reasons are personal. Those are own our own reasons, our own mistakes we've made. Back to uh, you know mythology and those cycles of the hero's journey, and just like you described the hero Joseph Campbell and all the rest of this, right? It's why Star Wars is so huge, right? Luke Skywalker, he's the guy, right? That uh, it, it's locked into this mythological cycle of the hero, not even understanding what he or she is capable of, becoming into that, and then becoming wiser and better as a result of those challenges in between. And that's that's Joseph Campbell. That's the mythological cycle. That's uh, Oedipus. That's everything. Literally, it it all fits into the same cycle. But the reason why it resonates and why it's so incredibly popular is because that's us. That's us. Like we are that hero. Yep. We're the person that we are not like, if you're doing it right, the person you are today is not the person you want to be. You're, you're going to be better tomorrow and better the next day. And for a number of reasons, personal reasons, because of mistakes we've made a quote for you, my friend, this is from Heraclitus. No man ever steps in the same river twice for it's not the same river and he's not the same man. And, uh, of course, we could add woman in there as well uh, because, well, it is 2021. But this is, this is an ancient quote, and it's exactly what you're describing. Things, things change. We change. And we should be allowed to change and not uh, kind of snuffed out of that uh, experience through some sort of digital heresy, right? Which is what's going on here. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We, we should be able to, you know, have things go wrong and see how we overcome them be put against impossible odds in real life and somehow rise above it. And that's how we find out what we are made of. You know, that's how you really know and believe it and how it can stand in front of anything. And that's how you reach real immortality for yourself and, and probably in the minds of others. If they take that from you, by making it perfect the whole time, eventually the self is going to realize it's lying to itself. What will that do to the soul, to the mind, to the heart? Because this doesn't, because spirituality doesn't exist in the mind. It's the truth of the self, of what they know they've been through or what they've experienced and what they've gained from it. And you can't trick the mind by reading a book or playing a game or hallucinating, it knows it's truth. If you take away that truth and it never even happens, I don't know what that would do. I don't know what that would do to society. It's uh, we we become uh, to to go back to that same analogy. Uh, it's uh, we become Luke Skywalker without the Empire to fight, right? So he ends up. Uh, if you're, I don't know, if you're, burn, right? Right? <laughs> are, are you a Star Wars I don't fan? Because you have a. He, he, he ends up... I like, am, yeah, yeah. of course. So, so he ends up back on Tatooine with moisture evaporators, uh, dreaming of Tashi Station to get some power converters, right? Like, that, that becomes his life because, because there is no challenge. There's no challenge anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. What else you got? Amazing, as always. Yeah. Oh, no, that's about... I mean, everybody was... Everybody was just really 
you know, penetrated with all this stuff tonight and everything that was pointed out. I mean, that it exactly, you know, I mean, there, it, there's all those aspects and probably so many more implications that we can't even fathom, you know, of with, with it, what this could be, if it was, um, if people really just went and, you know, worked some assembly line and then came home and just put that right on, <laughs> you know, which where they can just be anything and do everything that they want to and have it perfect. So I don't know. And there are some people, of course, and there might be a lot of people coming up in future generations that will, that will choose to do that. I don't know how long that would last. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be like an event horizon, right? I think so. I think so. And, and we're fast approaching it. Like I said, uh, I was talking to a Joe there, or uh, who was it? I think it was Matt. Digital natives, right? What about metaverse natives? It's coming. It's coming to a world near you faster than you can say WTF just happened. It's crazy how fast things are moving. I know. And you wonder what will their eyes look like, you know? Things yeah, right. Like that. You know, like you can <laughs> tell people's experiences and everything through like their eyes and their expressions and everything. But what if they've not, I don't know what that kind of, what they're, I don't know. It's wild. But um, good stuff, Mike. Deep Thank stuff. Thank you. I try. Uh, like I said, uh, you can't hit a home run every yeah. night, but I think we did okay tonight. Uh, thank you so much for, for participating. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. You're the best. If everybody loves Jennifer here and everybody loves Jennifer, follow her YouTube channel. Scroll down. Uh, link is in the description. She's got a, a channel over there where she's talking about all kinds of wacky stuff like we do. Uh, go, go explore the world and uh, follow Jennifer's channel and uh, appreciate it. Thanks for the call, my friend. Have a good night. Bye, Thanks guys. A lot. Thanks a lot. You too. Good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, the thing is this, right? I don't know. I don't have the answers here. Uh, there's some There's some other spooky stuff we'll add to this. We're still taking your phone calls if you want to be part of the show tonight. Uh, we usually go approximately three hours. Fantastic calls. As always, like I said, the embarrassment of riches of this show is you, is the community, is the people that have such amazing takes on these things and can think of them in different ways. And I think that's part of why we do this is is because I don't know it all. I can't right? But I do want to, right? There's that itch. There's that dopamine itch. And I don't get like a high or something when I learn something new. It's just kind of that it, it, uh, it, it, you chase it. You, you chase knowledge. You chase, right? You chase betterment. You chase that Joseph Campbell cycle, the hero, right? You chase that. And, and, and just like Jennifer said, if you, you know, back to, the, back to a Tom Petty song real quick, he says, you know, you can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. But how do you ever know what you're made of if you don't come to that moment? Because I'm pretty sure in the metaverse, that moment doesn't exist because they want you to come back. They don't want to scare you off. And uh, that's what's up. That's what's going on with this. And that's what we're talking about tonight. There's some other weird stuff that we'll talk about here, but we are taking your phone calls if you want to reach us at 702 957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. See some new folks in the chat. Uh, Thanks for finding us. Uh, Where we go Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, and we do all kinds of stuff, and that's what's going on. So, so, uh, yeah, uh, phone number is at troubledminds.org, and we talk about crazy stuff, and, well... (laughs) <laughs> hopefully hopefully most nights it's better than not but uh like i said you can't hit a home run every time it's all good it's it's just the way it goes got a track record after three and a half years so if you have a shitty show here or there uh well uh, you'll forgive me i'm sure but okay so so tonight in particular right now there's some other weird stuff going on with this look there's this uh this uh, article from vox.com now this is nuts right so robot priests can bless you advise you and even perform your funeral right AI religion is upon us. Welcome to the future. And this is from, again, this is from uh, J- January 13th, 2020. 
a new priest named Mindar is holding forth at Kodaji, Kodaiji, I think. I, I don't speak Japanese well, as you can tell. A 400-year-old Buddhist temple in Kyoto, Japan. Like other clergy members, the priest can deliver sermons and move around to interface with worshipers. But Mindar comes with some unusual traits. A body made of aluminum and silicone, for starters. Uh, yep, you guessed it. Mindar is a robot. Designed to look like Canon, Canon, I don't know, K-A-N-N-O-N, the Buddhist deity of mercy, the $1 million machine is an attempt to reignite people's passion for their faith in a country where religious affiliation is on the decline. And you see what's going on here? You see what's happening, right? People understand the powers that be completely understand that one the population loses faith in something and in this case it's going to be a religion it's one of those situations where they need to get it back you see what i'm saying here like there's a problem with this there is a problem with this because they understand it, right? As we said, like, like uh, you know, this is not my original thought or anything. People have said this quite a lot, that religion is in, in and of itself a control mechanism. It's another control mechanism, right? Because, right, when, when the, the, you know, the, the clergy member, the pastor, the father, the this, that, whoever it is, the nun, whoever it is, tells you this is God's will, right? That's somebody's opinion, that's not God's will, right? So everything, everything that we're doing, like uh, in in religious terms, is filtered through people. And again, right? I'm not saying that's entirely wrong because who else do you have? You can't like consult Thor or you know, like <laughs> like like uh, Shiva. You know what I mean? You can't consult these these entities, right? Directly. So so I get it, right? However, it well lends to human corruption. And you see, they're, they're understanding and realizing this. And look what they're doing. They're bringing a robot priest in Japan to try and bring people's interest back to religion. So you see the, the it's a million-dollar robot. You see the, the actual level of effort they will go to to get people to believe in something that the elites control. Do you understand? That's what this is. That's what's going on here. And I'm telling you, if they're pulling out all the stops, sorry, I am not getting blessed by a, well, anybody. <laughs> you ain't shaking the bone at me. But least of all, a robot priest, right? Get the hell out of here. We ain't doing that. Not doing it. All right? So mm, point, pointing the bone at me, I guess shaking the bone at me was a little more pornographic than it sounded. Pointing the bone is the term. I'm sorry. But anyway, uh, we can laugh at ourselves because that was funny. But anyway, let's go, let's go to the chat. Now, this is what I'm talking about, right? This is exactly the thing I'm saying. They understand that they're losing control, all right? And so they have to take every step they can take. And I'm talking about the elites. I'm talking about the governments. I'm talking about the religious leaders, right? You can talk about the Vatican and whatever else, right? We'll get to the Vatican in a second, by the way. But, but all of this is, is uh, it, it, these are control mechanisms, and if people, and this is part of why this show is important to me, because it, it, it's not, like I said, I try to be as agnostic as, not to, I can't say it, agnostic as possible in all terms, right? Because I don't know what I believe. But is that, a, is that a crime? 
is it a crime to explore all the things, right? Is it, you know, the thought crime? Of course not, right? Like in a free world, a free society, of course it's not. But in this instance, right, well, uh, the reason why they don't like conversations like this, and I say they, meaning governments, meaning religions, meaning, right, is because you're, you're taking the power away from their doctrine, from their dogma, right? That's what this is. Because it's like, hey, think about it, you know? Like, think about it yourself. Don't listen to what somebody tells you that has a vested interest in getting your tithe, right? Don't, don't do that. I mean, sure, fine. If you're locked into that, fine. But think about it, right? Think about it. If I, if I had to give a religious tax on top of the other tax, I don't know what I'd do. I'd be out of here. I, I, metaverse, here I come, right? Don't get me started. You guys know my triggers are taxes and healthcare. Don't get me started. But if you throw a tithe on top of that, my goodness gracious, control. It's about control. And this is, this is the point. These are the lengths they will go to. And so that's, that's my point about all of this, is that they know this is coming. They know people are breaking away from these control mechanisms and starting to understand everything that we have been taught is all bullshit. And I mean that just in the sense that the system we have, we're supposed to be behind this system. But the system is broken, and it's breaking further every day because they're breaking it intentionally, right? Because they want more control. Because they can say, well, we tried that freedom thing, and it fucked up. You see how everything went off the rails. People are shooting each other. There's, you know, they're robbing each other. There's all this. There's this problem. Healthcare is a mess because of freedom, right? You see, like, this is a strategy. And they understand what they need to do to break the system so that they can reform it, dare I say, in the metaverse. Just think about it. I could be wrong. And I think that's the thing, right? Like so many people, like I always say, this is the question show because I'm not trying to tell you this is the thing. I'm trying to tell you this is what alarms me, right? These are my concerns. But it doesn't mean I'm correct. Think about it. You personally think about it, right? That's all. And that's what they don't want. It's dangerous. Thinking, a thinking population is dangerous because they can't get away with their shenanigans. You see, back to the hero's journey, back to what Jennifer was saying, back to all of this. We're not allowed to become better people by learning and growing. There's a reason for that. So, yeah. Anyway, so uh, back to this. This is pretty wild. Now, look, there's some, there's some other crazy stuff, too. We're still taking your phone calls. we got some time for you if you want to be part of the show. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to this. This is, this is pretty wild, too. Let's see. Uh, we got some good stuff. Uh, so I said I promised the Vatican. Let's get to the Vatican. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Let's do this. this. This was the one I was looking for earlier. Uh, we'll get to the Vatican in just a sec. Remind me. Let's see. Hold on. Where's the Vatican? Where's the Vatican? All right. So this, this is the one. Now, now I started, started this sort of with the idea of church in the metaverse, right? I was, I was imagining this future, all right? But then by searching just, a, you know, uh, some DuckDuckGo searches, because fuck you, Google, do no evil, my ass. Well, doing some DuckDuckGo searches, I came up with this. Holy headset. Church is coming to the metaverse. Yeah, that's right. Gilbert, Arizona. Sun Valley Community Church, a multi-site church based in the Phoenix area, announced today that Meta's Horizon Venues has been added as a new streaming platform for its Sunday services, beginning November 28th, 2021. Guess when that is? 
November 28th, that is. So I'm doing this. I was thinking about this right now. It's the 23rd. So this coming Sunday, as far as we're aware, there's actually going to be a church service in the metaverse. You see? Weird. It's in the air. I thought about it. Did some digging. Sure as shit, this is happening. <laughs> All right, look. An Oculus Quest and Oculus Quest 2 devices. On these devices, attendees will be able to engage in contemporary worship and a message up close and personal alongside other viewers within the headset experience. This event will mark the first faith-based service to offer weekly streaming in venues. They're calling them venues, right? Uh, quote, one of, these, uh, one of the things we often say is that the church isn't a building, but a movement to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus, said Sun Valley's Digital Strategies Lead Director, uh, Mika Casey. Uh, we, want to, we, we want to meet people wherever they are at, including virtually. Working with an innovative distribution platform like Meta's Horizon Venues will allow us to reach as many people globally as possible with a message of hope the message of hope, right? And so, yeah, sure as shit, I found this. I was like, no. Well, a week ahead, it's launching this Sunday, your very first metaverse church. And there we go. Suspicion confirmed, right? Like this is not one of those things that I saw this first and everything else came of this. I was thinking of this in terms of what, what is the most horrific thing you could do? Think about it. You could fake miracles, in a metaverse church. I'm not accusing these fine folks of doing that. And I'm, I have no reason to believe they will other than, well, control mechanisms. All right. So I'm not saying specifically these people don't get me wrong. I don't know these people at all. I can't make a judgment on that. All right. And I'm not here to do those things, but I am here to be concerned about what the future brings. You see, so not only that, let's get to the Vatican. I promise the Vatican. Yeah, holy headset, church is coming to the metaverse. So imagine you guys let me know when you hear about a metaverse church where Cthulhu comes out of a portal behind the altar during communion because I want to go. <laughs> I want to see that shit happen. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, here we go. Now, speaking of the Vatican, let's go to AmericanMagazine.org. The Vatican is worried about artificial intelligence. It says. And why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? <laughs> oh, mm, weird, right? It's so weird. These control structures of elites are worried. Why do you think? Well, because you're going to be able to fake miracles in the metaverse, right? You're going to be able to. Do, you're going to be able to conjure Cthulhu. You're going to be able to like like a. Like Night Stalker said earlier, you're going to be able to witness the crucifixion in person. You're going to be able to do these things in the metaverse. So why, why do you think the Vatican is worried, by the way? <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> why do you think they're worried? Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. We'll read a little bit of this and hear their reason. But you know what the reason is. You know what the reason is. Come on. You can't, they can't lose control. And that's part of why all of this is nuts, right? That's why all this nuts. All right, here we go. Here we go. At a recent conference on the, and this is from, let's the date on this is October 26, 2021. Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you know? Right when they announced the metaverse, they have a conference and the Vatican is worried about artificial intelligence. 
weird. It's so weird. It's so weird how all this kind of comes together, right? Here we go. At a recent conference on the challenges of artificial intelligence, <clears throat> the challenges, uh, Christoph Cook made clear in his remarks the stakes were high. Quote, by mid-century, humanity will be surrounded by ubiquitous, flexible, highly intelligent, autonomous agents. And this will profoundly affect our future, including whether we have any. Dr. Cook, who is the chief scientist of the MindScope program at the Allen Institute for Brain Science in Seattle, was speaking to a group of roughly 100 academics, diplomats, and journalists. The conference was hosted by the Vatican at the Cancelleria, a 15th century Renaissance place in Rome. And I probably said that wrong, but well, welcome to Troubled Minds. And centered around the theme of the challenge of artificial intelligence for human society and the idea of the human person. Oh, really? Really? So the idea of the human person, this is what we've been talking about all night, right? The idea of the human person, the idea of our own mistakes and our own challenges and the right to be wrong. That's what we always talk about on this show. An underlying theme of this show is the right to be wrong. And that means choosing your own religion or none if, the, if you so choose. All right. That is the right to be wrong. And you understand why speech is a very well protected version of all of this. Why it's literally the first amendment and not the 30th freedom of speech, freedom to worship as you please the right to be wrong. You understand the challenge of artificial intelligence for human society and the idea of the human person. Hmm. Thanks Vatican. Clearly, they have an idea something's about to happen. And, well, if it were up to them, well, uh, and they should, by the way, kind of like the uh, fossil fuel industry, right, uh, jumping on, like, green energy. Like, why are they not, like, spending all their damn profits on green energy and just, like, taking the, the next climate cabal into their own hands, right? Like, it's like, wait, so wait, like, why are you concerned, Vatican? Why not just open up uh, St. Peter's Square digitally, and the Pope can be there every Sunday. Let's do this. What are you waiting for, Vatican? Like, the metaverse is ripe. You see what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about. All right. Anyway, let's see. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to the chat. Uh, I know I've been uh, kind of ignoring the chat because I kind of had a lot to say tonight. But uh, what's up? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. How's everybody out there? Uh, what's up? It says, uh, well, what's up? How you doing, Liam? I see you. What's up, buddy? The famous Liam Martin. Everybody follow Liam Martin on uh, on uh, link in the description. He's got a podcast called Exiled Minds. And by the way, that sweet uh, mashup, he's done a bunch of them for me now at this point. We'll start playing them on the shows. But uh, uh, the sweet mashup you hear at the top of the second hour on the radio, that's all Liam Martin. He made that and said, what about this, Mike? And I was like, wow, that's hot. So I started playing it. And uh, I appreciate that very much. A shout out to the mighty Rohan out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's up? Uh, who else is out there? Uh, let's see. Robert says, even priests will be replaced by robots. Yep. Who, who, who the F will still have a job? Exactly. Exactly. What's going on, Tam Bam? Overslept like a dickhead. Hey, that seems to be the, uh, the term of the night. Uh, I said dickhead on the radio tonight. <laughs> what's up? Welcome to the show. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Ronald told on me already. All right. So what's going on? How's everybody? Uh, what's up, James? Uh, what's up, David? What's up, Crazy? How's everybody tonight? Everybody doing okay? 
I feel much better. My brain is uh, in, in this moment and not somewhere else like a, a, a stomachache. <laughs> it helps a lot. Uh, who else? Uh, Ultraviolet Iris, Free TV. What's up? We got Advent Dester on, uh, on Discord there. Lots of new faces in the chat. What's up? Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think this is the craziness. Uh, you want one more like super mind fuck as we end this up? Check this out. Uh, where is this one more? I found, I started, I started searching this stuff and it, it just kept coming like one, the one thing after another, I was like, wow, this is like, this is happening. This is literally, it's not just an idea in my brain anymore. Like this is, this is happening. It's already happening. I didn't just imagine this. <laughs> All right. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Let's see. Oh, there we go. All right. This is from movieguide.org and this is wild. This is wild. All right, here we go. Uh, Christians respond after artificial intelligence writes and performs new gospel themed song, right? There you go. Uh, God is in the Holy temple, right? Something like that. What was that? Uh, what was that? Uh, Derek, the, uh, the, from, from uh, the Neil diamond, holy, holy from, uh, from, <laughs> from uh, the Netflix uh, series, uh, midnight mass, holy, holy. Anyway. Uh, so uh, here you go. According to relevant magazine, the latest gospel music artist is not human. And check this out. This is where it gets really twisted. The artist is named JC and is artificial intelligence. The algorithm wrote biblical love, the first gospel song recorded and performed by a digital artist. JC's creator, Marquis Boone Enterprises in Atlanta, Georgia, noted that the song is about unquantifiable love beyond description or measure, a love of biblical proportions that transcends to everyone and everything. And I'll bet you it even reaches the metaverse. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, this is, yeah, there you go. I thought like, think about that. So the AI wrote a song called biblical love. And the name of the AI artist is J C. Uh (laughs) And so you tell me, you tell me, Mike, the haters, the doubters are going to say, Mike, you're off the rails with this. There's no chance shit's going to get this weird in the metaverse. Well, by the way, look how weird shit's getting outside the metaverse. There you go. Digital Jesus. Matt wants to know what would JC do? (laughs) Right? I mean, this is, this is sick. This is sick. It's like, I'm not even religious, right? Like I'm not even offended because I'm not, I'm not a Catholic. I'm not a Christian, but that's sick. That's sick. It's like, really? Like, couldn't you have named it anything else? Really? You're going to name it JC. Really? Like, oh, that's, that's a, that's a subtle hint, right? Come on, get out of here. This is wild. Anyway, you get it. There's a ton more stuff here. I had a whole bunch of uh, crazy stuff to talk about tonight. And the more I looked, the more it just kept popping. I was like, Dear Lord, it's this, and then it's that, and it's this, and it's the other thing. And the metaverse, and oh, oh. <laughs> and nobody even mentioned Cthulhu, but I had to bring it in, because why not, right? If you're in the metaverse, right, we always talk about Cthulhu being in the real world, maybe coming out of a black hole, shit like this, right? That's what Troubled Minds does. But what about Cthulhu coming out of the metaverse? You just need a programmer. You just need some, some uh, you know, 3D skins of what Cthulhu may or may not look like, right? And, and uh, Derek may have his, uh, his dream of instead of cracking open a cold one, he makes a mistake and cracks open an old one. 
maybe that's where we're at. So you tell me, what does this look like to you? Is this that final step? Like I've always said, the medical industrial complex, contact tracing, what's the final step? Like Robert said, regarding the Great Reset, maybe this is what this is all about. Maybe this is exactly where they want us to be. And well, like I said, the reason I talk about this stuff is, again, I'm not a doom monger. Please don't take me as that. I think we should talk about this so we, sh- so we have an idea of what may be sprung upon us and we know how to combat these things, all right? I'm an optimist. A troubled mind is an op- uh, somebody with a troubled mind, at least in my definition, is an optimist. It's somebody that understands the world we live in is imperfect and it's going to become more imperfect because, well, uh, just like, uh, well, uh, who said it earlier? Uh, oh, uh, Derek said it, that Sophia, right, the, the robot, uh, the, the first um, Saudi Arabian uh, citizen that got citizenship robot, that's Sophia, right, wants to have a baby. And Sophia's uh, rating, rating level is in the gutter. Nobody likes Sophia because it's creepy, right? And because it's probably fake. It's probably like some jerk on a, uh, let's say, some dickhead on a, on a keyboard telling her what to say, right? It's, it's, pro- it's probably fake. But any, in any case, right, very much like Congress, their, rate, their, their uh, approval levels are at an all-time low. And it's just going down. Like, how can you get lower than like 9% or 11%? Like, everybody thinks Congress does a shitty job. And you know what? It's because they do. And well, my point is, if things are going to get weirder and darker and more difficult, it's better to know what's coming than not. And there we go. There we go. Yeah, uh, what's up, Arrow says, Sophia is the goddess of wisdom to the esoterics. Yep, we've talked about that, the Gnostics. We did a whole show on that. Uh, so, so, I mean, th- that's the thing. And, and again, there's some more, more uh, you know, obvious digital blasphemy, right? Again, I'm not, uh, I'm not the guy that's, you know, I'm, I'm not the religion police. I'm not. But I, I can see how some of this stuff is like really JC. You're, you're going to name this AI music artist that, that wrote biblical love, by the way, for crying the fuck out loud, right? And you're going to name this dude jc come on this dude this digital dude get out of here like it's it's so tone deaf it's so stupid it's just so stupid um so anyway all right so the deal is this right uh we're uh, we usually uh boil it down to about three hours so let's uh, let's finish this up now the thing is this regarding all of these things right it's all in play i don't know i don't know the answers here if i knew the answers i always say it would be a super short show And I'd say, all right, guys, here are the answers. Notice almost everybody else does that, right? Because if they don't and they say, I may not be correct, it undermines their message. I don't have a message other than be aware, be conscious, be present. Know what's happening so you have a plan in case it does. It's simple. That's it. And it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you. That's it. That's it. Right? And so undermining what I... Uh, I may do something completely opposite tomorrow of this. This entire show, I may do completely flip it on its head tomorrow and do something else. And that's fine. Because it's still a thought exercise. It's still a way to kind of step into your own self and consider these things. And that's what this is all about. So anyway, that's what's up. We do the thing, and uh, we're, we're going to keep on doing it. We keep on trucking, talking about all the crazy stuff. And uh, tonight, it was, of course, church 
in the metaverse. And as usual, right, uh, it's in the zeitgeist. It's popping. So let's see how many shows uh, follow follow this up uh, out there in the uh, the paranormal world, wink, wink, in the next week or two, uh, talking about church in the metaverse. Well, apparently it's happening on Sunday. So ahead of the game, per usual, and uh, we'll try to do do our best to continue on that on that trend. And uh, thank you always for being part of this. Thank you for for spending your time with us. Like I said, your time and your energy, your time and your energy. It's it's an incredibly important thing for this because uh, we again we, we teach each other things, right? We even here on a microphone. Try, try it. It's 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 cathartic. You, you get on a microphone for three hours sometimes, and you say things. They come out of you that you've never even thought. Like I, like I make the joke, it's sometimes it's like automatic talking, right? It's like, wow, like where did that come from? It's like it was in there. It just needed all the things to come before it out of my mouth for it to kind of manifest, right? And so I'm not saying I'm tapped into some anything. I'm saying it's like the flow of ideas. It's like turning on a faucet. And so, right, the, the water starts flowing, the water starts flowing, and then the water gets warm, and then the water gets hot, right? That's what I mean. It's, it's tapping into your own emotive consciousness not fucking bartholomew from alpha centauri right not that i'm just saying speak think it's one of those important things that we need to do and we need to be unafraid to be wrong unafraid to be canceled unafraid of the mob we still have the right to be wrong and as we finish what's up What's up, everybody out there? Thanks for hanging out with us. Again, thank you so much for spending your time and your energy. Thanks for caring. Uh, it, it means a lot. And uh, thank you for, for the inspiration tonight. Uh, thank you again. Shout out to James. Shout out to Rivers. Shout out to Austin, who he, he wasn't talking much in the chat there, but he was listening and, and chipping in from time to time. Thank you to, uh, let's see, um, Derek the Night Stalker uh, for inspiring this show. And that's what this is about, right? It's about inspiring each other. It's about considering all the things of what's coming next. And uh, I'm not Mike Stradamus. It's just watching news cycles, talking to you guys, and trying to be one step ahead of the game. And that's what's up. So you know how this goes. As we finish and do our thing, I'll smash this button, because why not? And we'll play some outro music. So if you like the show, if you like these conversations like tonight, I got to admit, I never say it. I never, ever, ever say it, but this show was fire, right? You get inspired and things go boom. You talk to good friends and things go boom. If you like the show, we're not always this good. Try to be every night, but we're not always this good, but spread the word. A conversation is happening out there and there are no qualifications. You don't have to be Linda Moldenhow, Richard Dolan. You don't have to be a priest that works for the Vatican. You don't have to have a CIA security clearance. You just have to be you. That is the requirement to be part of this Troubled Minds group. You just have to be you. That's it. That's it. And so, if you like the show, spread the word. That's how these things work anymore, right? The algorithmic uh, overlords, uh, they want to control the conversations. I say shit on that. We'll have the conversations we want to have, and they can, well, step off, let's say. And you get it, right? Do you want to support the show? Got a Patreon? 
Got a Rockfin. Rockfin's a great way to support the show. They pay in crypto. They pay crypto to me by watching things there, by sending tips. Thank you so much to the folks over there, Crabapple and uh, Dan over on Rockfin for the tips tonight. Thanks for spending your time and energy with us. If you want to help the show and you do not want to do it monetarily and you just want to spend your time, listen to the podcast feed. It's got ads baked in. Pennies add up to dimes. Dimes add up to dollars. Please. It helps. It all helps. Uh, Spread the word. Rockfin, Patreon, Twitch. Listen to the podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Spotify's bumping. Tons of people are finding us on Spotify. And again, uh, in in the past six months, we've got over 130,000 downloads. It's crazy. It's going off the hook because, not just because of me, because of you. Because this is, once again, I'm me, you're you, together we're us. And you see how powerful that can be. So what's going on. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. As we finish, we'll be back tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. Pacific. Also, by the way, we'll be back on Thanksgiving because we're uh, we're celebrating on a different day. So we will be here at Troubled Minds uh, Thanksgiving for you. So uh, for the folks that don't have anything to do, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be there for you. So if you want to be part of that, love to see you uh, tonight and tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Pacific. And uh, more Troubled Minds on the way. So as we finish, you know how this goes. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.